computers, noun, technology, microprocessor. It's <laughs> <laughs>
you're you're actually finding survivors of the of these vampires like in these coffins and when you do that you pick up a different character and even though it's it really just changes a sprite they sometimes come up with new power-ups and then you learn later on they're like oh at one point you can actually combine two power-ups and evolve it and then you become like have like a superpower but then you compare them with other ones and it just there's more to the game that keeps being uncovered as i play and so it went from like this really basic thing where you really are just moving around and and and, and in that respect like it's really not that hard but it's so fun and i want 100 percent it now like and i and i just i'm hooked man I, I don't know what else to say like it's you should definitely check it out if you want one of those games where you need to just kind of relax zone out a bit once you've gotten used to it and you kind of know like great builds you can use it, it's it's great for relaxing like after work and de-stressing 100 recommend uh a game where you're being constantly swarmed by enemies yeah. being relaxing huh that's interesting <laughs> but, i mean it's it's like like for example you have the king bible which floats around you as like a like a floating uh defense mechanism but it does damage and you have like a garlic garlic because you know vampire survivors garlic repels vampires and it just like radiates outside of you and once you're let as you level it up during during your run it gets bigger stronger and once it morphs like it you know it may like flash all the enemies on the screen and like suck in all the gems which levels you up further or like the little knife you throw once you get it leveled up it turns into like a mighty sword which just like zips around the screen constantly destroying everything so like you'll have waves you know at first there's only like one or two enemies coming at you at a time so it's really easy to kind of just maneuver out of the way while your projectile of choice bounces around the screen and hits whatever it can you know so you're trying to make sure that when you start out and all you're doing is throwing a bone or something that it hits something gets a gem to level you up so you can throw two bones the next time. And it kind of just, it sucks you in once you realize all the possibilities and options available. So, and I've Googled it and I found out other things, which I have not found yet, supposedly. So now I'm like, ah, I got to keep playing. I thought I was like already at the top, but apparently there's more to find and super addicting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I believe that's how the cat cast dude was describing it as well. But it was very can't put it down kind of thing yes um, i believe he said he 100 percent in the two actually i think he said he did yeah. I, I i didn't even look at it at that level at first because i just i was just kind of playing it kind of understanding like or trying to figure out what to do where to go because it, it doesn't really seem like there are objectives but then now that i'm looking at the completionist kind of check checklist now i'm like okay i i see what we're going for here you're just kind of going after the objectives which i like that i like lists sometimes did you ever beat Hades? Oh yeah, for sure, man. I, I fully threw that. Oh, oh, Josh, unacceptable. Got so <laughs> it got so boring to me. After. Oh man, once you it's beat boring, it, boring and tiring. Like it was physically exhausting. Like, yeah, for my, for my hand. Oh. I mean, <laughs> oh, such old man gaming status, Josh. Come on, come on. <laughs> uh. Uh, I beat Resident Evil when I was actually doing the things. I can do the things. I just don't want to hit a button over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But uh, after that, I actually finished Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I was so excited. Like, I I played through a lot of it, and then, you know, other games came out, got distracted, whatever. 
but I wanted to finish it before the next Jedi game came out. And so I just jumped in figuring I probably had like half the game left, but I really was like right there at the finish line. I didn't even know it. So I was super excited. Cannot wait, especially given that it's canon with the Disney's like overall Star Wars storyline. So super excited for that one to come next. Okay. Okay. And then uh, that was that's the, that's not the Lego one, right? No, no, no. This is like the real story driven. Like they don't even have from a HUD perspective. There's not really anything there, so it feels like you're just watching a show, like you're participating in the story as you're fighting. Like it's definitely tough. You can raise the difficulty and make it like really sweaty if you want to, or just kind of you can make it storyline mode where the enemies are much easier, you know, you, you have that variability, which is great because I played it normal most of the time. And then at the very end, I was like, this is taking too long. I just want to finish the story. Like, so that I don't miss out when the next one comes out, you know? So word awesome from that perspective. And then being home for Thanksgiving with family, man. So we had, <laughs> we went home, we had so many devices. We brought our Oculus, we brought switches, you know, I had obviously the X cloud gaming for Did Xbox. You get, your par- get your parents VR uh not my parents this time but like pretty much everyone else so it, it was a blast we played i mean definitely beat saber but we actually played a lot of switch Gosh, gotta talk gotta talk your parents into it you gotta talk all talking old people oh. into putting it on it's 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 so hard to do <laughs> but once you get them in there it is so uh rewarding to watch them you know i've already went through the whole thing with my grandma yeah. it's all right yeah it's, it's so rewarding to watch them like get it you know, it's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I have no doubt. But we actually ended up playing Super Mario 3D World on the Switch quite a bit just because it's four player. And, you know, having a lot of family around, we're like, what what games can we play the most of people with? So we, we played this Lego game, uh, another Lego Switch game that was up to eight people. So there were like a bunch of us playing at once. It's very simple game, but we have far more fun playing Super Mario 3D World just because... Apparently there are DLC levels. We beat the game before. Jesse told me about it, you know, like a year ago, so ago. We already beat it, but I didn't know there are additional levels to find. And so having four people playing once, ah, so much fun. I don't so think much I know fun. what Mario 3D World is. Ah, on the Switch. Oh man, it's it's just like if you think of picture a combination of Super Mario 3 and Super Mario World, and then you know, was this one of the main? Is is that like? It has eight 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 worlds, kind of like you would expect, like a cloud world. Um, is, is that the one where you can turn into the cat? Uh, yeah, that is the one where you can turn to. The okay, cat. yeah, I, I, yeah, that. What yeah. did I play? I played some of that shit on. What is it? I think that's one of the ones in three D in Mario Th- Maker, perhaps. Yeah, that's it's included in that for sure. Okay, for sure. Yeah, I think I fucked with it a little bit on there. Yeah, it's it's weird. The whole cat thing is weird to me, but yeah, it's, it's still I yeah fun. I couldn't. I yeah, it was t- I I struggle. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm pretty sure I played the the main game in something. I don't know what the fuck it would have been. Maybe it was just levels on Maker. I don't know. But yeah, I didn't. It I did the climbing. Yeah, I didn't. I, I was not. A fan <sighs> I was not a huge fan of it. <sighs> yeah, it, that's, the, that's the the from the what is that? It's from the um. Not the Wii. What the fuck was that? Yeah, I think it was on the Wii U. The Wii U. That's what it is. It was on the Wii U. The Wii U, right, yeah. But the the Switch version, man, had a blast. Had a blast. It's Mario. I'm sure if you fucking get going. (laughs) Give give me eight worlds, different biomes, and... It's wild to hear that you can play play four players at a time. Yeah. I mean, Mario, 
obviously Luigi, obviously Toad, and, and uh, Princess. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. I like that idea, man. Um, word, 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 word. But yeah, with uh, but <laughs> keeping up the VR, uh, we finally got a chance, Cordy and I, to play some Carly and the Reaper Man. Oh, great! That's great, great, great. Good, right? Oh, such a good, such so a good, good, such a good couple games. Such a good <laughs> so couple games. I, I was a skeleton, and Courtney was cracking up because, like, she changed my appearance, and I had like a, yeah, a neon like mohawk, mohawk and stuff, right, and she was right, just cracking right, right. up. So I was like, wait a minute, how are you? Like, just the character, the sprite of Carly is really cool with like the electric neon hair, and yeah, yeah, just the different perspectives. Oh, so good, man. Such yeah, a good. Now the t- the teamwork shit is. <laughs> It's fucking yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> We're on a like level. I said, especially once once you get far enough where you don't, where like I said, things catch you by surprise. And like I said, it's so when the one person thinks one thing is a thing is one way, yeah. and the other person doesn't know that it's that way. It's so good, dude. It's so fucking hilarious. The the I don't know the spats that can happen as a result of that. Like, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> That's a great thing, man. I mean, yeah. There are times, especially the first time we realized that I could see floors and blocks that she couldn't. She's right. like, what are you talking about? Like, there's nothing there. I'm like, what do you mean? It's right. You're telling me you can't see this? And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. I think we're getting yeah. it now. That's uh, so good. I, I want to say, I mean, we still haven't beat it, dude. It's such a long Is it? game. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know. what pers- I mean, I don't know. I want to say we're in like the high 70s, maybe, maybe 80s. But, I mean, you know. Obviously, that's quite a ways to go compared compared to I, I guess relative to how long we've been playing. That's that's quite a bit of content, you know. I'm I'm so, glad yeah. there's more content. I was afraid yeah. that you know I, I thought right it was going to be it. a shorter game. Yeah. Oh, dude, no. there's there are, dude there are there's shit at the end. It's just you know it, it's you sit down, you play it, and you're like, okay, you know, and like it, it's you know it's a long run thing you're like okay i'm just going to we're just going to knock out a couple levels whatever maybe right, and then right. you sit down and then like you'll start a level and like you can see you know you can kind of look around and see the scope of it and you're like fuck no fucking no bedtime <laughs> <laughs> like just no yeah too much so i can do much yeah no, it's fuck it's it's a really 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 good game it's the same people too what the hell was who the hell made it? And I was like, when I realized who the developer was, like, oh shit, they've made a few good games, and I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. But yeah, I yeah I, that that developer, really good job, and I, I I would like play anything that they make as a result. I think they just have like a really, you know, I like the 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 storytelling vibe in it is really good. Like the you know talk to those birds and shit, and then when the you meet yeah. the, you know the, some of the later it's heart some of the shit is heart wrenching, dude. It's, you know not quite like Spirit Fair level level of emotional response yeah. but some of this you know you'll they'll like you know drop little hints and then it, you when, when it winds down at the end and you do that little thing that gets rid of that lets the ghost go like mm-hmm. and they kind of like drop the bomb about what their actual story is some of them are like fuck that's fucked up man <laughs> so yeah it's, it's really really good storytelling and uh yeah just the world building is great like, it, uh, yeah mechanics it, it's all good it's fascinating the the art like the art style and the colors because I like it, and I'm, I'm I'm into it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is a great game, a story, you know, that we're playing. And then you talk to the crows, and you read the signs, and you're like, whoa, this is heavy, man. Yeah, you know no, what it's, I mean? it's dark. It's it's dark as fuck. Yeah, it is. It is, and, and it's like it does that thing it's too. That's kind of yeah. It's kind of you know that fucking uh, Pixar tactic of like. 
building in adult themes but masking them in a way that a kid can experience right. them anyways. You know, it's like a really, really well-woven range of storytelling experience, you know, or the ability to experience it, rather. Yep. Really good. Cool. I'm, yeah, I'm glad you got into it. It's a great game. Yeah, it's one of those games that we had on the back burner. I was like, come on. I was like, we, we have these... We have this VR. Let's do this. Let's. This is going to be the couple's event of the evening, and it was so much fun. So yeah. much fun. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Cool. Fucking yeah, man. Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. What about you? What have you been jamming on? I so, so okay. So the the only thing I really have to talk about is the missed walkabout course dropping on the fifteenth, and oh. it is absolutely fucking magical. Really, like the. I talked about how I was kind of really um, fired up about the puzzle mechanics being woven in the putt putt gameplay and how they would like implement that, and it's it's fucking great. There's, you know, it's still kind of it's a little bit of that once you know it, you know it, and Mm. you know, there's no, I guess there's no, there's no replayability to the puzzle solving, which you know, I so I'm spent. I mean, you missed you once you if if you're really miling off missed, of course, you know, but it'd be. It'd be nice if there was some variableness to it to where, I don't know, it's hard because as a putt-putt player, you know, you're trying to get the lowest stroke count, obviously. So you want to get to a place where you can, you, you know what's going to happen and you can optimize it. You're trying to optimize your score. So true, like, true. I don't know, I almost want to say maybe there should be two game modes where uh, there's a, like a randomizer effect to where the puzzles kind of fucking, you know, the, the way they work out is different. So you can play it that way if you want. So you always kind of has the, have the crazy zany randomness to it. Or if you're just trying to, like, there's a straight mode where you're just trying to, you know, you know what's going to happen and how can I best tackle that right. for the lowest score, you know. I almost want to say there needs to be two two ways to, 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 to get the most out of it. Uh, there, there should be two ways. Maybe that's something I'll drop into the fucking coconut, uh, mighty coconut comment box. So limited replayability, perhaps, on that course? Well, I mean, you know, not no, because it's fucking, you know, it's putt-putt, and it's hard as fuck, and there's crazy shit going on, and even if you know what's going to happen, it's still you gotta execute. hard, hard <laughs> and you're, yeah, yeah, you got, exactly, you got to execute, and you got to, you know, it's it's going it's, to, it's, it's putt-putt, so it's going to, you know, the physics are perfect, so it's just hard, but yeah, um, it would be cool, like I said, if those puzzle elements to it were always, always had the same potential to throw a monkey wrench into your your run you know but that's probably a video game player asking for too much anyways the ball hunt is definitely difficult uh, i couldn't find two of them on my first play which is not usually how i roll i think i might i don't know if i, I might still not have found them i think there might be two that i still haven't found um but either way i didn't get them all the first time and that's wow. that's good that's not a. That's rare for you, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like you always get them like immediately. Right. So the hard course is fucking absolutely next level. They, like they kind of they flip the puzzle functionality. Like the whole time you go through it, it's one like the kind of the the expected physics of what of how the puzzles work is one way, and then when you go into it on the hard level, they kind of flip that on its head, and it's like so basically the easy course is about hitting switches to change the course layout and the hard course is more about avoiding switches that worsen the layout. So like, instead of trying to hit, trying to hit, uh, implement mechanics, you're trying to avoid things, you know, and it's, it's a nice, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to, you know, 
That sounds absolutely terrible and terrifying. The hard one is fucking, oh, God, it's uh, just absolutely, absolutely brutal. The The putter hunt, too, is great. There's only, it, it only required getting 14 of the 17 book pages, which that's cool if you play Mist, you know, like what you're trying to find in Mist. What you're really trying to do is go out and collect those book pages to make the book to finish the story or whatever the hell it is, right. and that they, they do that perfectly as, as the putter hunt thing you know uh for the, on the hard courses so that's cool that's that's a cool hark back to the original game narrative um but yeah so I, yeah i got the putter with only 14 of what says 17 clues so i think there's additional hidden shit somewhere and like i also Ooh. found this i found this ball like an, not a golf ball but like an oversized ball like tucked back behind something and i don't know a way that it's been implemented into the game in any way yet so yeah I, yeah i think there's some extra hidden shit like i've gotten you know there's a way to which is another cool hark back to the original game there's a way to raise the sh- the sunken ship that's in the at, at the on the dock at where you start the where you start the game there's yeah. a sunken pirate ship there and there's a way to raise that and i've done that but i've gotten nothing out of it you know and i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like it's the kind of thing that probably has more of a payoff but I don't, I'm not honestly. I I don't know that for certain. That's but you know, either way, to I mean, to have that kind of even <laughs> you know I don't know, whatever just experience or like level of like curiosity, I guess about a putt putt course is just you know it's just they're fucking killing it over there. They're just fucking killing it. Nice. Yeah, so that's awesome. We got to jump in and play that. That's fucking cool. And yes. then yeah, the so yeah, as behind me says the there's a new demo campaign dropping on the 15th of this month. And yeah, just in time for Christmas. And there's a new barbarian character in it, which is pretty cool, like a melee thing. What? Art for him, yeah. Oh. Art, art for yeah, art for him looks fucking awesome. Um, and I think the boss is the king. Maybe I said that last time. I don't know, but the yeah, the boss is the elven king. I think, which is you know, like all the like the little when you first go into the game and there, it gives you that spiel about whatever the story world is. Like that's what they're talking about is the elven king. So I think it's gonna have you know, I expect it to be climactic in some way uh, i'm really looking forward to that so you know i'm fired up for this shit and amber at their, and they're on the fucking marketing team randomly reaches out to me the other day and she's like hey i don't know if you know we got a new campaign dropping i'm like fuck yeah i know that amber <laughs> like, I know can't, I am, yeah amber? yeah can't cannot fucking wait and she's like well do you want you know she offered me early beta access to it and you know, with an, an embargo date for the when it, you know the nine p.m. that it drops, can't talk about. It. I'm like, fuck, of course, mouth shut, no problem. So she's like, okay, great. And she like gives me the fucking. She tells me that like the way they do this is they authorize your account for this app. That's kind of like their beta version of it, uh-huh. separate from the the regular app. She's like, okay, uh-huh. so what's your username? I give her my username. She's like, okay. It should be on your app library now. And I go in there. I'm like, I don't, Amber, I don't see it. It's not there. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, fuck. Well, Amber. Yeah, she's like, well, you got to, you know, like, you got to actually search for it. It might not be there. I'm like, no, I'm searching for it. I'm telling you, I'm not an idiot. I know I look like one, but I'm not as big and stupid as I look. Like, I, it's not there for sure. She's like, okay, let me talk to the dev team. She talks to the dev team. They're like, it's fucking, it's supposed to be there. It looks like it should be there on our end. We don't know what's happened. All the other content creators are able, if this is happening with anyone else, I'm like, fuck! <laughs> So yeah, I could not get it to couldn't figure it out. We couldn't figure it out. We we troubleshot a bunch of shit and could not figure out why I can't fucking see it. So 
yeah, I actually, despite the offer, have not been able to play yet. And I guess I'm going to have to wait till the 15th, which is such a depressing, a sad, sad day in proof there is no God, Jay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That is brutal. I, yep. When I saw your background, I was like, wait a minute. Are, have you played it? Like, what? What are you? I thought I was going to be able to. You've seen it in yeah. the Discord. Like, yeah. That it was coming. Yep. Bummed, bummed, bummed. But. Well, that's it's all right. Fine. I'm going to send you an iCalendar uh, invite for Thursday, and uh, yeah. we'll be there. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Word. I'm, I'm fucking down. Absolutely down. And so, yeah, that's all I really, like, only things really to talk about that I actually have. I have been, like, it's, <laughs> I don't know, it's funny. Buying, like, getting games, it's, it's funny how, I don't know, my game buying process, I guess is what I'm talking about here, is so funny to me. Well, I don't know. With with the Oculus stuff, I like I'm, I'm much more freer about it. And I'm kind of just like oh, I'll try it. Like first of all, the, the costs they're not that expensive compared to what I've paid been paying for video games for some time. So I think that's part of it. Is just like the cost isn't as high, and I'm also just have a more experimental approach to this. I understand that like I don't know. You like buying games one at a time instead of the subscription service. I know. I understand. Right. You're yeah. living in the Stone I, Age. I get it. That's fine. Right. Uh, well, if, I mean, that's the only way they're going to offer it to me. If I'm if, your they're going to off, if they're going to offer me, if they're, they're going to offer me, if that's the only way to get the better games, then I'm willing to, I'm willing to succumb to it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and I also think that part of it is because you can't, you, the trailer for a VR game, it's not, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's yeah, not the same thing. It. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. Like you cannot even begin to get. How you have it's no going choice to but to experiment and like right, right, yeah. which is really cool. Some of them have started doing actual uh, demo that oh, are nice. like fully, fully functional downloads. You can do like uh, there's one I played. Actually, yeah, I should talk about that. I think it's called City Folk or some shit like that. Um, oh, it was man. really cool. It was like a kind of um. Tell me, uh, you played Animal Crossing in real life, walking around a VR? Oh, that would be fucking incredible. That's I mean, it's kind of it kind of has that a slim down version As- aesthetic vibe to it yeah but it's i would say it's more of like a a builder like a sim city kind of okay. builder you're like okay. you're like building this town uh, but it's in a like a kind of like space deal like outer space kind of feel oh. and you're kind of like building in all directions and there's like you know there's uh, you gotta like get the power to connect the things and then you gotta like get your little minions that come to the place to move. You got to like build domiciles for them to move into so they can work out of them. You got to have things like each kind of character has certain, like the one character, the one type of, of dude likes bananas. So you got to build banana things around the town to keep him happy, like a banana bench and a banana, whatever, just things to keep him happy. that are banana oriented, you know? And then like, there's another one that's like hot dogs. That dude likes hot dogs. So you got to like build shit to keep him happy, you know? So a really cool mechanic in that regard. And it's like, yeah, this like really wacky kind of builder thing, whatever. And the point being that it had like a 20 minute download version that you could play 20 minutes full go go through the whole tutorial and actually play the first level you know and like that's an odd that's yeah it's just so much obviously better than a and like i haven't bought it yet but i probably will it's pretty fun i kind of got dead i I got a little bit dead ended on the level i was playing or i actually ended up getting a couple levels into it i think but i ended up dead ending on it and i was kind of like uh i didn't so i didn't buy it right away because i was like kind of frustrated about something but it's good enough to play for sure, and obviously, if you buy it, you'll take the time to figure out whatever the fuck it is. I couldn't figure it out, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, City Folk. I'm pretty sure it's called. Either way, that has a demo, and that's fucking awesome. But yeah, trailers are fucking useless. So that's the thing too. Like, you can't 
get like you have to buy <laughs> you know and actually the and i don't know maybe microsoft has this too i'm not suggesting that oculus is standalone with this but oculus has a good you, you get two hours of play you can get a refund if you want anyways so like if you really hate something to really like that townsfolk tale or whatever it was the rpg one that like i was like everyone was saying was kind of pretty good for an rpg but it was only ten dollars like that's weird that an rpg it only cost ten bucks yeah. and sure enough it was like i couldn't it was, it was shitty as fuck a long time ago I, I downloaded that and i got the refund no problem with that so they have a pretty good refund policy so that's part of it too. Anyways, my whole point with this being, I've been kind of, I keep like getting on to the brink of maybe buying that Atari 50th anniversary bullshit. And like, I literally, I've watched the trailer. I have sat last night. I played some Sonatica for whatever reason. <laughs> I was watching the Cavs game and I couldn't put the headset on. So I had to play some flat screen caveman gaming. So I was playing Sonatica for a bit and I went into their store and I was looking at it. It's 40 bucks for this thing. And like, that's fucking too much for some Atari games, you know? And, but everything I've read that this is the first, like on the, in the spectrum of these compilation things, this one is done at like an elite level compared to oh. the way they the way they usually are. Like it's got like a really good. It's almost it's, it's presented as like a museum kind of homage thing where there's all these videos. I, I I've seen the, the 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 trailers for it has my boys David Crane and Gary Kitchen from Activision fucking talking in a bunch of the Atari you know uh, mainstays are are in there doing interviews talking about this shit and they have both the original versions of the game and then these like remastered modern versions too and I've, I've, I've like the yars revenge i guess is really cool the newer one so you know there's a lot of effort into it obviously the aesthetic is there i don't know if it's got like a build your own arcade kind of thing it should i don't know why but like, like pac-man museum plus right exactly right so that's what i'm like. i'm hoping it has and i cannot decide honestly that's i think that's the the thing that i'm not that's what i was going to ask have you seen this or slash did you buy it like when you mentioned you were home i was like oh did he buy that atari thing uh so yeah so like I, I'm not sure if it has that. It does mention, I have seen it mention that it has like the, it has like the overlays even that are were on the arcade cabinets. Like the actual, like when you're looking at it, it's like looking at the actual arcade cabinet, you know, even down to whatever bullshit would have been on the glass, right. you know, which is, yeah, that's really fucking cool. Uh, so it seems there's a lot of great shit with it, but 40 bucks for some Atari games. Like I'm reading the reviews and that's like the negative ones are exactly that. Like it's cool. It's awesome. But forty bucks for these games, like it's still a game that you play for like five minutes. You're like, okay, I'm I'm good for this now. Mm-hmm. You know, like all like all Atari games are now. So, yeah, yeah, I can't I can't get myself to spend the forty bucks on it, even though I want it. <laughs> I, it's funny you mention that because when I was home and we were playing the Switch, um, it was advertised on the Switch because I think you can just buy a you know a version of it for that. And I think I, it's cheaper on the Switch too. I think it's only thirty on the Switch, which well, also had me thinking yeah, about it but i would you know me i'm, I'm not gonna buy things on the switch first i just i never do I, I i only jump on that for like you know multiplayer family stuff but the fact that it was up there had me of course just like oh reminded me that it was out there and so i, I looked at it again too and i was like yeah but it's still that that same thing like i would look at those games but none of the none of them are really like i would sit and play this for a while again like right. that to that degree you know i've already yeah. bought a lot of the Atari games, even like the like even the Pac-Man version is in Pac-Man Museum Plus that I play. You know what I mean? So I have ways already of playing some of those games. That's right. like this is cool. I just don't know if it's worth that money. 
So, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, 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 yeah, it sucks too because they don't have any of the Activision games, even though they're talking to Gary and fucking <laughs> David in the fucking interviews. Oh man. Exactly. Right. I mean, you know, I, I would say my top. I don't know. Maybe that's extreme. Maybe like twelve of my top fifteen Atari Twenty Six Hundred games are Activision. So like to not have that in there is also yeah a huge attractor. Yeah. Even though yeah, I love Yars Revenge. I think they might have Adventure in there too. I'm not, I'm not even sure, but the what the game list is but you know there are some atari releases that i like but most of the really good ones the river raid chopper command yeah pitfall fucking keystone capers kaboom like all those games are all activision and i for that not to be in there's yeah, a huge attractor too but right. okay well i think we solved my, my conundrum then oh, whether or not i should buy this shit i wrote should i buy this shit in my notes here and i think the answer to that is no based on our conversation so i'm glad we had this dis- this discourse jay now let us talk about little nemo the dream master on the nintendo entertainment system sounds good <laughs> Forest theme from Little Nemo bringing us in. Let's go. Okay, synopsis. Little Nemo receives a royal invitation to visit the castle in Slumberland. Is he dreaming? It seems the princess is looking for a new playmate. When he arrives, he is told that King Morpheus has been kidnapped. Nemo sets off on a wild adventure to rescue the good king and restore peace to the land. Anything can happen in this realm of imagination. Little Nemo even learns how to get a ride from the local creatures so he can pass through the roughest parts of Slumberland. And it's a pretty dumbed-down story, I would say. I guess you'd expect that, given the younger skewing target demo. But, um, whatever. They have it there. <laughs> well, what time of game is this, Jay? Oh, we all know. I mean, come on. This is a classic platformer, man. Like, one of the most classic platformers, in my opinion. Capcom in full effect. It yes. is very Capcom, for sure. Fully Capcom. Let's go. I mean, gotta love it, though. I was surprised. The release was September 1990 in North America, and then it got early December releases in both Japan and the and Europe, and U.S. getting the love first as a rarity at the time, but I guess it makes sense, given the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And the cover art is some great-looking Disney-esque illustration of the little boy character, Nemo, riding his bed through the sky, his cat hanging off the back of it and looking stressed the fuck out. And there are some dastardly alligators flying in overhead and a nefarious anthropomorphic tree looming over him, too. And they throw in some some buzzwords and italics up top, state-of-the-art and high resolution. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very 1990. Yeah, computers, noun, technology, microprocessor. It's just like fucking, you know, I don't know. Like make your head spin with some technology stuff you don't understand. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll buy it just because I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. The edition I dug up has a stripe at the bottom that says there's free Mega Man stickers inside, too, and that's that's pretty Ooh, hot. Gotta love Mega Man. Yeah. So the back of the box has the synopsis I read earlier, which is more expansive than the few sentences on story in the manual, and that's cool. Premier Worldwide Arcade Designer is up top on the back here, too, and yeah, Capcom is really feeling itself with this title. I think there's a thing in the manual that also suggests they have that emotional um, stance <laughs> about it. And there are three screenshots. Uh, the one shows Nemo riding the gorilla in, and that's, I think, a good call as far as, you know, attractive screenshots go. 
The manual is a tight 16 pages. Gets color cover and black and white innards. It's in the show notes, as I always do on that front. Page two has a special message from Capcom. This is what I was talking about a moment ago. Reads, Thank you for selecting the exciting and fun-filled Little Nemo, the Dream Master. This is the latest edition in Capcom's library of children's titles, following such hits. <laughs> I love that's great verbiage. Right? Such it's such hits out. as yeah, such hits as I don't know. I'm trying to think <laughs> what that makes me think of. Uh, it's it's like I don't know. It's, it's like the it, I feel like uh, it's the dude from Sim- the Simpsons, the the um, McClure or whatever. You, you might know oh. me from well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that Troy McClure from fucking whatever. That's what it makes me think of. Anyways, oh, yeah. DuckTales, Rescue the Rangers, and Adventures of the Magic Kingdom are the games they list. Little Nemo continues the tradition of action-packed, family-oriented games for the NES. Little Nemo the Dream Master features colorful, state-of-the-art, high-resolution graphics. We at Capcom are proud to bring you this thrilling new addition to your video game library. And yeah, that is just above and beyond the usual, you're lucky to own this boastings right? that you get. From developers in these manuals, so I love it. I love it. They're just like, yeah, yeah you love our shit. <laughs> you love our shit. To get, to get You're welcome. <laughs> there are three whole pages of this already slim 16-page manual dedicated to advertising the three family library games mentioned in that opening letter, too. <laughs> and I don't know that we've seen ads like that in manuals yet. So I do not uh, recall. Yeah, we're all we're all going to hell in a handbasket. Page 9 explains how you interact with things you encounter in the game. You have an endless bag of candy at your disposal, and that candy can be employed in one of two ways, or either of two ways. Creatures that you can turn into or ride are taken control of by tossing them in three pieces of this candy, and then they will blow a bubble, and that is your cue that they are safe to jump onto. And then the other way you can use it is if you can't assume control of, a, of, a, of an enemy sprite or a sprite that you encounter, the candy will just stun them. And it only stuns them, though, and it does not kill them. And I would say this is absolutely fucking useless. This, like, they can still hurt you while they're stunned, so it's not like they, you can go through them or anything. So they're being stunned and in your way is of no benefit whatsoever. And it's not like Little Nemo has this, you can't jump over anything, you know, like your your jump is not... It's not a great. It's not. It is not a Mario jump. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Mario jump. So you're not jumping over anything. So yeah, I don't. It's almost like I don't even. I mean, I, you know, I don't, whatever they had to. I guess the candy had to do something. So it stuns enemies. I don't know, and we can't kill things because this is a fucking kids it's game. A so yeah, yeah, it's family oriented. <laughs> family oriented uh, library title. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Like the first few times I try to use it, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this has no purpose at all. But whatever. It's One fun. Of, what, it's fun. It's yeah. candy. Don't right, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> Don't even sweat that part of it. Just fucking play the game. Uh, yeah, One of the few gripes I'll have, but it was a gripe. And then page 11 has an assumable creature breakdown. Always love the breakdowns. They list here a hermit crab, a gorilla, a hornet, a frog, a lizard, and a mole, all pictured. And there was much suspense for me at this stage whether there will be more in-game that are not pictured here. Mm. Spoiler alert, there are not. But still... Still a nice selection. And that's it. No tips, no nothing in here. Just fucking it's pretty straightforward. Super get to, basic, man. Yeah, Super yeah. I get, get to play in the game. So talk to you about notable history with this title. This is obviously, like I said, there's an underlying IP that I didn't know a lot about before I started fucking with this game. So I imagine there's probably some cool shit to talk about. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's I knew none of this. Like, it's based on a Japanese movie that is based on an old comic strip that originated in the 1900s, man. Like... There's a, wait, hold on. There's a Japanese? Yeah. Yeah, it's based on a Japanese Film? movie that's based on an old comic that early, like, originated. So, 
but originally, so the move the the Japanese movie that came later, obviously, but like way back what, in the day. What what year did the Japanese film? I didn't uh, know there was like, Japanese like nineteen fifties, I think. Oh really? Okay, so a long time ago. That's wild. Yeah, okay, it was, it was wild. Copy. Yeah. But yeah, so like Nemo originally appeared in a nineteen oh four comic strip called Dream of the Rare Bit Fiend, and then got his own spinoff series in Nemo and Slumberland in nineteen oh five, and it would run like it through 1927 under various names and you know there's been like little projects here and there over the years that will pop up with the ip but this like the game is really the most notable to me and like a lot of people outside of that japanese kind of movie but more importantly josh did you know that slumberland which just came out with jason momoa yeah, they were talking about this, this. shit. Yeah, they're yeah. Like I, I didn't do when, when I first started posting about this shit. Someone posted something about Jason Momoa. I'm like, who is Jason Momoa? I don't Dude, even know it's who little that Nemo. Is. Like it's little Nemo, and he is Flip. Like <laughs> soon, I, w- I was, I was doing. Isn't that Aquaman? Research. That's Aquaman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Like I was looking at him, and I was like, Slumberland, and immediately my antenna went up. I was like, wait a minute, this it's act- it's 100 percent the little Nemo story. I know that it's just, you know, or not just, but it could very well just be that we're playing the game. I've been looking at IP stuff about this, yada, yada, yada. So now I'm noticing it. But I feel like since we started fucking with this game, I have seen this shit about this IP a bunch of times, man. They were talking about on the, again, like, they were talking about on the fucking cat cast. They were talking about, it was like a, they were, they were discussing how... S- we're at a place where a lot of early 19th century, the way the trademark IP laws and shit work, a lot of that stuff has slipped into the public domain now. So obviously, cunt so Hollywood much. is yeah, cunt Hollywood is just doing whatever they want with it, and they're not even they're not even crediting the original creators with as much uh, I don't know um, prominence, I guess, as they should be, given that. They created the shit, you know, and they're yeah. taking the time to, to do fucking material on it and just use it. And they're not properly crediting. And this was one of the things that they talked about was Windsor McKay. And like, yeah, I've heard his name and shit about this IP a bunch of times in the last month or so. They've been fucking with this and just I don't know. Again, like I, I'm not sure if it's because simply that it's now in my radar because I'm looking at this shit or it just happens to be happening now, which is very weird Dude, and topical. awesome timing. <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. awesome timing because yeah. I'd seen I'd seen the advertisement for the movie a couple times, and I'm looking and I'm like, oh, Jason Momoa, obviously, like he's fun in movies. You know, this looks like a, a fun movie to watch with the kids. But I didn't understand, like I didn't connect it. I was just like, I'll have to look in and understand like what this is actually about because I would just see like little 10, 20 second kind of teaser trailers. But then, yeah, man, looking at it, I immediately was like, wait a minute, Slumberland, he, he's running around with a little kid, hold on. And then I looked and read up on it, like, yeah, he's Flip, she's Nemo, you know, and yeah, that's exactly Oh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a female. I kid. think so. I think so. so. Maybe, cool. maybe not. I, I, I assume. I haven't watched it. Haven't it's watched a kid. It. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Nemo. You know. <laughs> Whatever. The kid is named Nemo. I think it's a girl. Whatever. Uh, okay. Word. So, yeah, I, I, yeah I, 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 it didn't even occur to me to look for that. I didn't really clock what they meant because again I wasn't even sure who Jason Momoa was entirely when whoever mentioned it on the <laughs> Facebook page. But so yeah that's interesting to hear there's a new one. Did you so the nineteen eighty nine one? Did you know that, that existed? 
No, I didn't know that existed either. I didn't know like, that existed either. Like, to me, this game is the most popular thing about Nemo like, <laughs> that there ever was. Like, I knew the comic strip. I knew it was like way Given the timing, I would I would consider this game a advertising vehicle for the film that I even know existed. Like I said, I you know this was in Nintendo Power. I knew about this game. I'm pretty sure we rented it. And even with that going on, and me being, I mean, 1990... Um, nine years old. I'm I'm definitely young enough to still care about yeah, an, an yeah. animated an animated feature <laughs> film of the scope that I think. I mean, it's hard to tell retroactively how big something was at the time. It's just if you if it didn't hit you when you're a kid, it just didn't hit you. There's just no way to go back and experience that. Of course. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure whether there were ads. They just flew by me. I don't like. I don't. I have no idea. No way to know that really. But. I watched the movie. It's free on Tubi right now, so you can watch it with ads. And it had, like, I wouldn't, and maybe not quite Disney tier or even like Five Goes West kind of level of, I don't know, just gravitas. Like, I don't know, just like magnitude or quality, however you want to uh, qualitatively assess it. But, like, like watching, and I, like, I think as a child, if I watched that film, in 1989, I think I would have some really fierce nostalgia for it, the way I do for mm. a lot of those Disney movies and the Fievel movies and the movies that I did experience at that time. Like, it had enough to it and enough quality to it and enough, like, I don't know, just something. It had it had the, you know, whatever, the sparkle, the, 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 the shine that it, you would want out of a, a, a major feature. And, you know, and it's got, like, if you look at the voices and shit, the people behind it, like, there was money put into it. The film was written by Chris Columbus, who, I mean, I don't know if, if that, does that, do you know who Chris Columbus is off the top of your head, just out of curiosity? No, no. But, I mean, yeah, this, sorry, by, let, clarif- point of clarification, by Japanese film, I meant this one, like, this this animated one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that I'm talking about. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, that's, so that's, that's 1989. Yeah. Yeah. So was it like, I don't know, it's obviously not Japanese language. Was it Japanese? There was just a Japanese it, production company or something? It came out in Japan first, obviously. Really? Yeah, it came out in Japan in 89 and then in the in the States later. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, that's we got it in, let me see, where did it go? Yep, Japan in 89 and the United States in 92. No shit. Okay, so yeah. that explains it even. That explains. Okay, so that, so that's what I mean. Yeah, so it came out there. Someone's like, "Oh, it's, it's well, that fucking." Well, then it's even more insane that Capcom released the game in the U.S. first and not Japan. That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> okay, well that's interesting because yeah, it was written by Chris Columbus, who I mean, if you know movies, has I mean he has an insane writing and directing filmography, dude. He wrote Gremlins and Goonies. Mm-hmm. He directed Home Alone and Mrs. Doubtfire, and just I mean he's just you know he was like. The quint one of the quintessential nineteen ninety, like child oriented or young adult oriented filmmakers, both in a writing and directing capacity and producing too. He's got a shit ton of producing credits too. Actually, I auditioned for him once back in NYC. I'm pretty sure it went disastrously, if I recall correctly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, fucking. So you know, a real that's a really big name to have behind it. And he wasn't. And this was after he had written Gremlins. And, I mean, he was like, he, this was not like some little formative thing yeah. that he would have written. Before he popped, you know, he had already done Gremlins, Goonies, Home Alone, not quite yet, but almost like right there about to make that. So, yeah, I mean, he, you know, that was they paid money for. Like, I think I read the budget was like 40 million for this or something. So, like, they 
spent some dough wow. on it. Yeah, might be exaggerating about that, but I mean, it was definitely like, it was definitely a big bunch Still of things. Not a some, lot, regardless. Yeah, yeah, not some little bullshit indie studio fucking crazy thing. Like this was like a they put some dough behind it. So yeah, so it's it's. I mean, I watched it. Really true to the video game, uh, or you know, I would say, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. Video game's true to it. However you want to word that, but like they're fucking like the storytelling is like almost one to one aligned. So hmm. really good I'm job of that. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't get like it was. Kind of, yeah, it was weird to me because I had already played probably the first three levels of the game before I watched the movie. So it was weird. I know, just a weird order because like you know, there, there's like there are still some discrepancies. Like the biggest discrepancy I think was the film has this squirrel. He's got a squirrel sidekick in the film, oh. like with with him at all times. It's like his best friend. So the idea that's not in the game to me is really fucking weird because basically everything else is like all the the little Walmart greeters at the beginning of the stages and shit in the game. Like every one of those is oh, like they a, are. yeah, they're like helper characters in the film when nice. he's trying to get to nightmare kingdom or whatever the hell it is. They're like riding on the bed with them and helping them out and shit. So like that is again, you know, well correlated. So the idea that like his best friend in the film is not in the game is weird to me. And I get that, you know, to have like a tales type character that would have always been present would have been, that's that would have been a, a big ask on the NES, I'm sure. So I'm not suggesting that it need to be that, but that they wouldn't even work him into the gameplay as maybe like like the thing I was thinking is maybe those black void bed interstitials between the levels where he jumps into his bed and his parents bitch at him and shit. Like maybe just have the squirrel. Pro- I don't know. Just the idea that it wasn't at all there anywhere to me was super weird because it's such an omnipresent part of the film, you know. So that was interesting. But otherwise, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, a very very fucking good um adaption i guess of of the film i would say so yeah it's it's uh, yeah and like i said like the kids definitely would you know uh zion might be a little old for it, but the others would probably love it uh, age nice. bracket wise so yeah i mean i, I would hi- highly recommend it nice. word uh anything else history wise no that's it man i i was just super excited that i get the opportunity to watch a very modern take on it very soon like while doing this so so that's not out yet or it is out yet i think it i think it either just came out or it's about to come out like one of okay. the two like I, I think it actually just was released Word. so we'll uh, see. I'll uh, yeah i'll have to i'll have to check the just, just for comparison purposes i'll probably take a look at that yeah Cloud Ruins theme, getting us into our playthrough of Little Nemo on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And we start with the title screen. A or Before you even get to the title screen, actually, we get a cinematic, and it fires up right from the rip, and it is the stuff of NES legend as far as artwork oh, goes, I would yes. say. Love artwork, this. Artwork quality goes, I should say. So the it starts on a black card, and or a couple black cards, the first saying 1905 and the second New York, and then it... Uh, Cuts to a beautiful shot of NYC late at night, and I can best identify this viewpoint as being from way south on the Hudson River, I think. Like down, like even even like out of the bay, even I think like down Jersey, I would say, because um, because the 
Statue of Liberty Island is kind of like way off to the right there. You know that's what I definitely mean? that's definitely a Jersey view. Definitely. Yeah. Because the way it's twisting, yeah. Right. For sure. Agreed. And so yeah, the bridge that we can see would be over the Hudson, the West River, separating Jersey and the city. If it were surviving today. Like, if it, if it were a bridge that is surviving today, I should say, it would have to be the George Washington Bridge, but that wasn't built until 1931. So, yeah, this guy kind of sent me down a tangent on, like, what bridge would that be? <laughs> and I'm doing a bunch of fucking bridge research about NYC. So, like, I know, like, it, it wouldn't be, like, oh, oh that's, the, that's the only surviving today bridge on the West River. So, you know, that does not mean, and I could not find in my semi-quick searching around a list of no longer present bridges that would have been on the West River. So I couldn't just consult a list like that. I know that there used to be a, at 69th Street, it was called the 69th Street Exchange on the West Side that is a decommissioned or it's like, it, it literally, it just fell into the water. And in like typical NYC or customary NYC fashion, perfect NYC fashion, they just put a plaque on it and called it a historical landmark instead of cleaning it up, which is funny to me. But yeah, I know that's there because I, it, it's right by ABC. So when I, I used to go eat lunch mm. down on the on the, the 72nd Street Pier there and I walked by it all the time. So I, I, that was one of the, the cool things in NYC when someone would be from, in, from out of town or something. That was always something I would take them down. The West, the pier was cool. And then also just that, yeah, that historical. It was literally, it's just like a bunch of, I mean, like, the, it just fell into the water, dude. And they're like, um, wooden fucking things sticking up out of the water. Still, it looks like some shit from an apocalypse movie or something. Like, really, <laughs> really cool uh, landmark, I would say. But, yeah, so, you know, so my point being, there are bridges no longer around that could have been over there. And maybe it's one of them. And, like I said, I couldn't find a list of that. But... Um, that's my best guess as to what that would have been because it obviously could not be the fucking George Washington given that it wasn't built for another 26 years. So That was a fascinating tangent to go down. I didn't yeah, so, think of anything like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how my fucked up mind works. The, the, the oldest surviving bridge in the city is High Bridge, which was built in 1848. And that goes over the Harlem River from 174th Street in Manhattan to 170th in the Bronx. And it's just like it's mm. – it was shut down for a long time as far as anything. It was just – again, they uh, it was steel, so they couldn't just let it fall in. I guess it's the only reason that it survived probably. But eventually they decided to like clean it the fuck up and make it safe again. And now it's a pedestrian walkway that nice. – like a historical pedestrian walkway that people can use. But – I never walked over it. I've never walked from Harlem to the Bronx. It never occurred to me to even think to try that. <laughs> uh, I've definitely taken the train between. Yeah. And I think I've seen yeah. that. I think I've seen that actual that walkway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyhow, yeah. There's there's uh, obviously far less of a skyline in this particular shot of NYC, given it's 1905, prior to a number of buildings being built that are there <laughs> right. present day. And the, so you have that skyline shit and the bridge and what have you. And there's a huge full moon sitting in the starry sky above and a large airship silhouettes in front of it as it passes over, over the city. And a sleepy prologue track plays. We cut from that to a child asleep in his bed and then a shot of him approaching his window as the airship descends down in front of it. Really cool shot, too. 
and then it goes from that to a two shot of the kid speaking to a somewhat creepy in my book circus pixie type <laughs> pointy pointy hat with a ball on it court jester get up kind of feel and messenger is the character's name and the exchange goes like this hi nemo i've come to invite you to slumberland nemo replies what the princess has chosen you to be her playmate nemo wow really but if she's a princess then she must be a girl right i never played with girls before Messenger goes, she's not just a girl, she's a princess. Nemo goes, I bet she's still a girl. <laughs> well, and this conversation, I think, is verbatim in the film, too, and it, it plays out pretty good. But the messenger replies, well, anyway, she asked me to give you this present. Nemo says, a present? Really? What is it? Messenger goes, candy. Nemo's like, oh, I like candy. Anybody smart enough to give me candy can't be all bad, even if she is a girl. Well, I guess I can go as long as I don't have to kiss her. End scene. <laughs> That's a great, that's a good, it's well done. That's yes. a well done, uh, that both an adult and a child can laugh at. <laughs> right. Good music, good graphics. This is a freaking yeah, it's beautiful, cinematic yeah. opening. Like, let's yep. go. So then we cut from that to another short cinematic of the airship rising up above the clouds. What's behind Jay right now? What was behind both of us last segment? And then it comes to the title screen that has its own tune as well. Has some nice ornate framing, well done title treatment, all of it is elite window dressing for a 1990 video game, I would say. And if you let this sit there long enough, a demo of the first stage will fire up. So, it's got a demo as well. So getting into the game, as far as controls, HUD goes, start pauses, select turns the player back into Nemo when he is in an animal form. So you can do that at will, that's cool. A jumps, B is the action button. Throws the candy when you're Nemo, and then when you are one of the creatures, it's described in the manual as this button does its natural defense, <laughs> which is an interesting choice of words. And contrary to most platformers on the NES, Nemo cannot jump on things to frag them. He takes damage uh, when from any bumping into anything, basically, that moves. Even the, the friendlies before you convert them will, will hurt you so everything is dangerous which i guess is applicable given he's a child <laughs> the hud is pretty cute and succinct it's got icons for life and key counts a life meter and an icon showing your candy and then it has the level name as well down there so your first so you, you get that and then you get uh from from the after you hit start you get a short scene of nemo running to jump into his bed on a black card with the dream or which is what that's what they call the levels in this game dreams up above in simple white font. This also has its, uh, a real cute little music cue of its own. This one is called Mushroom Forest. So you cut to the level, you can, and in these levels, it's weird to me how some of them are like this, some of them aren't. So it's, it's I don't know, it's probably just literally not paying attention and not caring as far as the developers goes. But some of them, you can walk forward on your own to interact with the, the Walmart greeter, or some of them, it automatically does it for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you'll, you'll still walk forward, but it does it automatically. So it's interesting that that's not mm -hmm. uniform throughout. But in this one, yes, you can walk forward on your own, and there's a hobo clown character waiting to greet you, and a chat exchange appears down in the HUD. This character says, hey, little boy, what are you doing here? This place is too dangerous for little boys, but if you've got your mind set on staying here, I should tell you a secret. Many of the creatures here will give you a ride if you feed them candy. You can ride for as long as you like, press select to stop, also, many doors are locked. You will need to collect a different key for each lock in order to get through. By the way, my name is Flip. And yeah, yeah this is, yeah, that's, uh, you watch the film, Flip is a major, major, major character. So it's funny that he's the first of, of the greeters that you uh, encounter, actually. 
Yeah, and this is Jason Momoa's character in the in the movie. So it's like, right. oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. yeah, and he's very, yeah, like I said, uh, I don't know if I said it already, but yeah, he's a hobo clown character is like the vibe, like one of those with the fucking pack on the... On the stick. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are those called? Those, those have a name. I can't Do remember they? what it's called. Yeah, they have a name. Fuck. I don't know. This is my, I'm tying my stuff up and carrying it with me stick from like all the cartoons (laughs) as a kid. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, well, yeah, those, that, that character, yeah, that was a very prominent fictional archetype of the time, you know? Uh, But yeah, those, those things have a name. I can't think of what the fuck, something sack, like Ranny sack, gunny sack. Gunny sack. Uh, anyhow, so this is a forest that you're in here, the level, but with mushroom trees instead of, well, there's still some regular trees in the background too, but the, the ones that you can climb on are kind of the, in the foreground are big, huge mushrooms, and you can climb up under the caps of them, and there's, yeah, a bunch of traditional greenery strewn about too. It looks fucking great. The enemies you see here are snails. They got spiky shells on them. They'd hurt you even if they didn't, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but those things, those things are everywhere. And yeah, every level has its own dedicated three-minute musical score. So Capcom was not fucking around on that front, as you'd expect them to uh, with the music. So yeah, each one has its own unique score, and they're fucking all fantastic. And very, we, I think we heard this one going into the, the last segment. The Mushroom Forest one was the first cue, uh, the first segment break cue Dude. we had. The, the song's been stuck in my head. I've just been like singing the ditties over and over. Like, <laughs> well, this one, actually, the one, yeah, the, the, the cloud the cloud one is probably the one that did that most to me. Nice. Uh, maybe partly because that level was a motherfucker, too. But, the <laughs> yeah, that when I, when, when I was going through the music this morning, you sent it over. I was like, yeah, that one's definitely fucking <laughs> one of the major ones. So very shortly after you, you have the hobo encounter, your first tameable companion, the frog... Is, is bumped into and it's an extra cute frog they i would say they use the pixar trick of large emote worthy eyes on all these things which is 100%. good character yeah good do. character design yep and it's stationary so it's hard to misconstrue as an enemy like you know, all everything else is moving so when you first bump into this it's just i mean they do move but it's kind of like sporadic and, mm-hmm. and limited movement so they do a good job of making it stand out as something like oh maybe i need to you know just I guess it's also in the manual, too, but it's not like kids are reading those. <laughs> so, yeah, you throw it the candy. And so you throw it your its first one. You throw the first piece of candy to it, and it stands up on its hind legs to catch it in its mouth and chomp it up. So, again, just kind of differentiating the response and kind of cueing you like, oh, I should do that more. So after the third piece, it stays on its hind legs and goes into what appears to be a coma. <laughs> its eyes closed, a snot bubble coming out of its nose, and it just kind of does that until you jump onto it. And there's a quick cloud of dust reminiscent of like a Mary Melody's cartoon fight, right. you know, the signaling the transition. And the in this case, it's Nemo wearing the frog costume. He's not riding the frog. He becomes the frog. You can see his eyes and a, and a tuft of hair poking out of the frog's mouth opening in the, yeah. in the suit. So he can damage you if you run into him before he's fully stationed with candy. So watch your ass. I already said that. And then in this form, uh, the frog form, you can jump much higher and farther. And it's got like a really cute belly flop posture right. <laughs> when he when he jumps, you know. With his so, arms back. It's just like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, and then like, so like the, and I would say they all, they do a good job with this, uh, with all of them. There's like a, a, a give and a take to this power or this mm creature that you become and in, in the frog's case your mobility is so, like your oh. walking speed is so fucking slow so you know you can jump far and high but 
if you just are trying to move something or move under something, mm-hmm. maybe is when it becomes most notable uh, when you couldn't jump, you know, and plenty of the levels where you become the frog will work that on you to add challenge. Uh, he moves very slowly. Yes. But you can, what, the biggest maybe bonus of the frog on top of just the increased jumping mobility is you can kill things by belly flopping on top of them. So that's yeah. clutch, obviously. If you hit them right. Not, right. not on the legs or something like that, because you will right. still get hurt. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So as the frog, I was inclined to take the high ground, which led me to three keys found up above the mushroom caps before you run into what is, in the frog form, or as Nemo, a dead end, you know. So this is why, when, we, when I said I just fucked with it, this is where I hit, and I didn't. I didn't even see the mole down below. I don't think, oh, for really? whatever reason, or maybe I did, but I didn't. I didn't register. I hadn't read the manual, so I didn't know that was a friendly. So yeah, so I got dead ended here when I first fucked with it. So uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I consider that a good thing. That like, I don't know. There's, it's not. Maybe it's it's the first instance maybe of what will become a reoccurring theme of this is this may be a kids game in theme. But this is not a kids game in challenge. No. This game is hard as this game is hard as fuck. <laughs> it's great, dude. It, yeah, it's so good. Like the fact, it's funny to hear you say, like that you, like you kind of skipped the gopher because I, I watch playthroughs. Obviously, we have it up while we're watching or while we're talking. But like I went to the gopher and went down and went like a definitely circuit, you know, a, a different route altogether and had to like double back. With the frog. Like, I didn't have any difficulties, but I just kind of, I guess I just didn't continue jumping at first with the frog. I was kind of down below and saw the gopher, and I ended up, like, going through everything and was like, what did I miss? And then I had to (laughs) get the frog and go back. Yeah. This game does a lot of that, too, where it will, it, it does, it's, it does a great job, I think, of... You know, the it's a platformer, and, like, there's a, a certain expected linearity to that type of game, particularly of this era. And this game does a really good job of, by way of those character, of those creature transitions, making, turning it into a non-linear game. And that, I think, is really boundary-pushing design, game design, for the time. Because, it, again, this type of game is usually much more straightforward. Even out of Capcom, you know, there's so much of this that is reminiscent of the of the of Mega Man vibes. So, like, you know, even Mega Man doesn't do that. And Mega Man is all about your using your tools to change the environment, yeah. and yada yada yada. So, like, the fact that even Mega Man, I don't feel, had that level of like kind of back and forth in the in the level playouts that you know. Um, is really interesting that well, it was here present in this game. It's funny though because at first I felt like it was very straightforward. I felt like whenever you ran into, whenever you ran into a new friendly, oh, you, you take kinda it. Yeah, knew what you were doing, and it was kind of like, wow, this is very straightforward. But then as I got later on, I started thinking, maybe it's just because I knew what was I. I kind of knew what to do next because I remembered what to do next, like mm. instinctually. Because definitely later, that was not the case. I did not feel right. like things were straightforward later. So. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Maybe baby steps. Baby steps yep. in the early days. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So, yeah. There is another transformation opportunity here in the form of a mole down below that uh, cliff that you can't jump over. And he's sticking up out of the ground wearing a miner's hat. And directly down below it, you can partially see a key buried in the soil, yeah. which is obviously a great job of suggesting that this mole is the key to getting 
to that key, 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 and you should try befriending it. So, you know, you can only do this by like, and that was like that was part of the thing too. Like, I, it didn't occur to me like, okay, I got to switch out of this back to Nemo, and then then you can yeah tackle the mole. You know, so that that's interesting as well that you have to like make the choice to give it up, and that's the thing. Like later on. When you have these levels that that have a lot, even less of a linear feel to them, like you can fuck yourself by getting rid of that animal before yeah, you it's want. Like, to, do you know I what I mean? Want to keep that? Animal? Exactly right. So like the, you know, again, like uh, there's, it's so hard to make these games anything less than just fucking slam your head through a wall straight forward. So like <laughs> that level of like indecision and right. path choice given to the player again really really impressive for the time and, and the game genre so very cool so yeah you switch out of the frog become nemo then you can do the three candy thing for for the mole and the same thing happens the snot bubble coma and then you can take control of him and with the mole you can dig through the dirt in kind of a swimming motion the mechanics of it i would say are a little dig duggy in nature and you cannot jump at all in this form but your walk speed is significantly faster than the frog maybe even more so than nemo i would say and also i didn't notice it at first but eventually uh, going through i think the next when i got the next one i kind of realized because i had i lost life that i didn't remember losing <laughs> or but a meter wasn't full and i was like i didn't get hit how did that happen it's because each Animal has its own yeah. HP level, which is really interesting as well. Uh, and and in the case of this, you're going from like Nemo has three, the frog has three, this one has a fourth. So when you become the mole, you only have the three HP that you had as Nemo yep. and the frog, and that is fucking. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because I love it. I love yeah. it, but it's. I love it now that I know that that's the case. Because at first I thought the same thing. I completely forgot that when you, I, I forgot that whole thing. So I, I was like, wait a minute, I didn't get hit. Same thing. But then once I realized that, I was like, oh, I can take chances now with where I am and know that I can just like, like I'm fine having three of four life or three of five life. Because right. I know I have the possibility of just like going and getting some more. And if yeah. I lose this, I'm still at full health. So this is just like. Playing with house money, like it's yeah. it's, a different, <laughs> it's a design choice that's different, but I like it. Okay, word. So, so yeah, you can grab the key that you could see from the surface, and then there's another carved out space in the dirt below, as well as a hidden area you can find an entrance to all the way down to the lower left if you dig over there in the dirt. And down in that hidden area, there's a one up, and you find yet another friendly, the lizard. And its sprite is extra cute on its own, I would say. And you, when you take control of it, you just jump on its back and ride him instead of turning into it. And I guess that's worth mentioning. I don't think I said that you become the mole. You don't uh, uh, ride that one either. But you ride the lizard. And it moves. It's got really quickly, really quick mobility uh, with the running. And it has a decent jump. Not frog tier, but decent. And it has a very cool ability to latch onto and scale flat vertical surfaces just by jumping onto them. And it cannot kill enemies. So, you, again, it's just like there's it, – it's amazing how many, I don't know, variables they were able to oh. work into, you know. Also, it can go through small spaces that no yes. can't just, like, get yep. under. Which is true great. enough. Yep. Yep. That's also true. And, yeah. So, it has 4 HP, too. So, uh, like the mole, that's has 4. And when I saw – like, I don't know. When, <laughs> you know, I don't know. A game like this – where you have these conversion, these these transformations, mm-hmm. I was just shocked that I had th- that we had encountered three of them, 
in the very first, first level, level, you know? Yep. You know, I didn't, it just, that completely took me by surprise. I expected it to be, you know, usually these things, it's like the whole level, like I thought of like Altered Beast is what I thought of, like where you, literally the whole level is designed in a way to impose challenges on the skill that that creature gains you, you know? Yep. Uh, the whole thing is designed that way. And, and, and you know, and it, it's, it's not that they don't, have that there, the stretch of the level that you become that thing often has some difficulty built in that uh, both is helped and impeded by having that character, you know? So it's not that they, it's not, you know, acknowledged and well implemented. It's just, I don't know, there was, I guess, just more of it than I expected, you know? And, and that was interesting and cool. Go Capcom. <laughs> So when you exit this area to the right where the lizard was, you were transported up top of the large mushroom that's just to the left of the mole's location where that dead end is no longer a dead end because the wall scaling ability the lizard has to run up it. So um, we haven't mentioned them yet, but there's also some health pickups here. There's little vials that restore one health point, and then there are doctor bags that restore full health. And, you know, and there, I don't know, there are some, there are some times in the game where HP is an issue and these things are not omnipresent enough to keep you alive, even if you're a little reckless. But generally speaking, HP is not your difficulty here. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess that's it's hit or miss. I suppose sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. You know, these things are are, are they're not scarce though by any length. I would say you see plenty of them around. But I, I guess maybe the flip side of that is you also get fucking whacked often enough that you know. Um, you need them to be. Yeah, getting whacked is uh, an ever-present danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the other side of that wall, you have another frog change, and then back to the lizard, peppered in some, into some very harried action platform and a belly flopping, in my humble retro gaming opinion. And I got pissed off already here, man. Like in the very first level, I was in muttering the first mean level? things. Yes, yes. This no. is definitely, yeah, not a kid glove difficulty Capcom <laughs> venture. Like, uh, yeah. As I, I was already pissed off, and I mean that that would that would hold true throughout my experience playing this game. But yeah, even in the very first level, I had wow. instances of it. I did not have that. I just I grabbed the frog power up and immediately had like happy nostalgic vibes and was like good uh, to go. I like flew through this level. This is great. Uh, I, I did not fly through. Yeah. So so okay. Uh, <laughs> but I went all the way down with the digger. Like I just naturally kept digging. So I went through the bottom, got the one up, and circled back. Like yeah. So it was pretty. Pretty simple. Yeah, see, I had, I didn't even know, so I like, I don't think I got the six key. I had to double back. Like, I found that door. And so, yeah, so the door, like, the, the end of every level is this, it's like a normal looking bedroom door. And then next to it has a stack of blocks with keyholes in them. And this, in the first level, it's six of them. And when you walk up to the door, the blocks disappear one by one. The little clear music ditty plays. Drop that here. And then it cuts to a black screen with, with Nemo asleep in his bed, center mass. And you get one of those interstitials. So, yeah. So, the first time I ran up here, I hadn't got the one where you had to double back up uh, onto yeah. the little hill there. So, yeah. You get there and, like, just five blocks go away. And you're like, ah, uh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> so, like, I got to go. Yeah. I got to go do more Same. more, yeah. more game. more game. And, uh, yeah. It, it was, um, I don't know. You know. That's like. That's, 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 that's as much of an emotional response as you can expect to get out of a 
platforming 1990 video game is like, okay, I think I beat the level. Oh, fuck, I didn't. <laughs> you know, so like, uh, that's that was good. And that's, uh, again. Um, Gotta love a, that, man. A good Gotta experience. Um, okay, so down below when uh, you're doing the little Nemo asleep interstitial, in this case, the text reads, wake up, Nemo, how many times do I have to call you? So yeah, each one is kind of like the vibe of he's, it takes us back to the, real world out of slumberland and he, his mom is bitching at him in some way shape or form yeah, yeah. always nemo get up what's going on with you yep. <laughs> every time so we move on to dream two flower garden and this stage looks fucking awesome it's purple sky with mountain range peaks here and there pink and white flowers everywhere over tall green get grass it's on this cobblestone path it looks great and you have another walmart reader in this level it's like a purple cat type thing this well, one said no this is like a this is like a, what is that? What are those things called? Uh, what are the things that eat out of your garbage thing? You know, not, not raccoons. A, tr- a trash panda? <laughs> <laughs> it's a trash panda, basically. I don't know. It's like a, it's like a, a cross between an armadillo and uh, I don't even know what this thing is. It's definitely okay. not a cat, though. An anteater? Like, no, that- it does have the snout, though, but kind of. I know it's it's definitely I love that you call them Walmart greeters. It's <laughs> magical, fluffy, like ant eater creature. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> I've never had ant eaters in my garbage, but we live in different armadillo. We live in different regions, so whatever. I didn't. I didn't. I did not know the biodiversity of Seattle was so was so great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, so anyways, the this trash panda says, Hi Nemo, this is the magic flower garden. You know, my friend Oopy wants to meet you. He lives under the water. Who is so Oopy? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you are uh, you immediately are presented with some water after that, which Nemo can swim in, thankfully. And he's got a pretty nice breaststroke for a little kid, probably better than I can muster as as a forty one year old man. And Oopy is right down below if you swim down there. Mm-hmm. And I was not smart enough to do that, though. I had I kept going. I didn't. I, even though that person just said go down below the water, I did oh, not go really? down there. So I, I had another double back situation, mm-hmm. but I did eventually catch on. And yes, Oompy is right down below. If you swim down there, and I'm pretty sure Oompy is a Teletubby. <laughs> it looks like a Teletubby. Maybe? Uh, which, which which had not been invented yet, as far as we at least that I, I guess I did not take the time to Google. The history of Teletubbies. And Teletubbies are definitely something that could have been in Japan in like the 70s. And me, I not know. So uh, You're saying Teletubbies bit off a of little Nemo? I, I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm thinking. Weird designs. Yeah. And Oompy says, Hi, Nemo. You're going to need the lizard's help to get through this next area. Look in the trees for him. So this is just like it's a... Uh, it's the only time in the game where it does this too. And I think that's interesting. But... You know, you're told to go one way mm-hmm. by the Walmart reader. You have to go do that. And then you're like aware to keep an eye out for something that later on you, which is, the, I, I think that's what happened. I think I went forward. It didn't even cross my mind to go up into that tree. Oh. You know, and I had to go back. I, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure I got that far. I, I don't think there's an impediment prior to that. In any event, uh, you need to, yes, go up this tree that you might not think to do without this instruction. And 
again, just more... It's funny, it's very DuckTales-y if you think about it. I hadn't made that connection, but DuckTales has this where you have these little random people placed here and there, and they give you little tips about what you need to do to get to a certain part of the stage you might not think to try yourself. The mirrors and shit like that, you know, so... That's funny to me when... Because as soon as I said Oompy wants to meet me underwater, I was like, do they mean literally? So I just swam down. I mean, I, I guess I figured that from the from the get go, finding that gopher at the first beginning where you keep digging down, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe it's just because I played this game and I remembered how it worked. I was like, oh, this game you have to like jump in holes and go go in places that like. Maybe and just screen. see what's there. Yeah, off right. screen and kind of find out what's there. And so that's, I just naturally did that. And I was like, yep, they literally meant underwater. Got it. Now I'm going to the trees. And so it was like a helpful direction in this yep. adventure. You know? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So you have to, yes, uh, navigate past your first snake enemy, to which, which to this game's credit took much longer to encounter than the first of many... 1990 action platformers like getting that snake enemy is like i don't know baby's first enemy in, in an action platformer so they did a good job of keeping it staving it off until in the end of the second stage and i was surprised yeah this yeah. this 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 level felt like the difficulty definitely increased over the first one because of those snakes and stuff like you you know what i mean the snakes and like the flying helmet bees or whatever they are Immediately, like, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on my toes right now, right? And then, fucking, we'll get to him here in a second, but the thing <laughs> I hate most in this fucking game is in this level, too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, before you get to those, you encounter your uh, first taming opportunity in the level, the gorilla. And you throw him the candy. His coma posture is falling down onto his belly with his ass sticking up in the air. And he still got the snot bubble coming out of his nose. So you know it's safe. I I ascertain that that's the universal indication that 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 is the case. And this is a Nemo riding situation again. The gorilla walking on his knuckles. He's got pretty decent speed. Solid jump. Can punch oncoming enemies and banish them, which is a nice skill. Attack. There we go. Yep, and a whopping 6 max HP. And that's great, but yeah, it really sucks when you transform into a higher HP animal and don't start with the max HP. Like, that's, you know, you're getting 3, and you're only going to be this thing for a few seconds. Like, you're never going to get 6. Um, so it's not... That is that is the thing. It's Yeah. Yeah. It, well, that also made it... I guess that's what I was trying to get at before. It also made it simpler to not try to go for extra health and worry about that when... I knew I was going to just drop right back down. Like, right. I was going to be a different animal, like, 30 seconds from now. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not even that's worried true. about that extra health. Yeah, that's that's true. And that's for me, that's great because I'm so fucking conservative with these video game plays that, like, I, <laughs> I am trying to – I want max HP at all times for sure. Because <laughs> you'd never um, know when you're going right. to need it. <laughs> right, right, right. But, yeah, that, that certainly it, it reduces the significance of that in your play for sure because, yeah, it is a fleeting thing no matter what. You, you, don't, you don't know what enemy – or you don't know what – thing you're going to you don't even know what it, you know, it, it, they're so random and 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 all over the place that you don't even know like i said in this case like you're only this gorilla for nanoseconds basically before you're moving on so like you just never know how long you're even going to be this thing so there's no permanence to it and in turn uh, that aspect of your resource pool is is not as important as it would normally be but it's it is fascinating that there's only like there's only like six well, I guess there's there's a few enemies. Yeah, there's only like five oh, or six, six enemies. You know what I mean? Oh, enemies or yeah, like actual enemies. 
Like there's only a limited amount, even though they're they come in waves and they're random and they get on your nerves. There's not that is there? many enemies. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think to jot them down. I, I, is there's, it really that? That's there's small only the five in the in the manual. Yeah, you have the flying fish, the army ant, the floating fiend, the snail, the stumper. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think to to place that in the game. With I, I, I just assumed usually these manuals. There's more enemies than, than are in the but maybe you're right, because the snake, I'm like, the, is the snake one of those that we just saw? Yeah, maybe maybe it's not. So the snake's not in the manual? Yeah, so they're probably, yeah, they're probably yeah. more. I mean, just over the course, there's just so many levels that, like, like I said, I wasn't really, because they're, again, you don't, you're just avoiding everything. Like, there's yeah. no, I don't know, there are some, you know, again, my fucking nemesis in this game, I would eventually learn a tactic to make them more. Uh, easier to cope with them. So it's not to say you don't have to pay attention to what they are, but you can't kill anything and you are better off. You, you have to just avoid everything. So there, there's a, I would say a reduced significance of what the enemy is yeah. and more so just avoid everything. Just give it, so, yeah. Like you're yeah. not, you're not, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you take this gorilla and you need to use the gorilla to climb the tree and 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 I got yeah real pissed off here. <laughs> and this was the first time I had to turn the game off, walk away, take a fucking break. So you're scaling with this ape. So you're stuck to the surface. You can't. The thing about when you're scaling something, this is applicable to the lizard and the gorilla both, and the mouse too. Actually, the, that you'll get later. The you're stuck to the surface. You, you like you move pretty slowly, and you can't attack when you're scaling. So in this case. They send those, those flying fucking things at you that are, like, constantly while you're climbing down the tree. And I, I don't know. What the fuck are those things? The floating I mean, fiends. Yeah. Is that what, yeah. They're, that's what they're called? And that's a perfect name because, yeah, they are just twats, <laughs> man. So, yeah, they're white powder puff balls, little faces of doom hanging down below them. They kind of make, make me think of dandelion pollen. You know? They are with like little like evil skull faces, like haha, coming to kill. Right, you. right, right. So yeah, so they and like yeah, they're, they're they're fast as fuck and they're heat seeking. So tactically avoiding them is near impossible when you're stuck to the thing, because they and like I wouldn't learn this until later, which is this is how you deal with them. But their movement pattern, like once they get to your vertical scan line, once yeah. they're directly above you, they will just lock into a straight drop-down motion. And that's what you got to do to avoid them is to get them to lock into that and then they move. Jump up. Yeah. Right, but the thing is, on this fucking tree, you can't do that because you're stuck to the fucking tree. And the way to do it is you can like jump off onto one of the branches and run over... But it's you know it's really fucking hard to do to time out right in this case, and you know they do put some health on the tree as you're climbing, so they like I think they are aware that this was difficult. Like and this they, is gonna you suck know. your first time getting used. Right, right, right. It's a little bit of help, but it's not enough to keep you alive. And because you know, like I said, you're not fucking max with this gorilla. You're three when you get it because you were Nemo before it. So yeah, it was just, this was just a really really. Like it's short. It's like it not. It's only like if it's done right. It's only like like a, you're not even climbing. There's like three branches. Two right. On yeah. One side one on the left. Right. Yeah. It's only like it should only be like seven seconds of your life. But I spent way more time on this. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was very frustrating. Dude, very, what you had to do was like stand on the middle to far side of one branch and wait for the fiend to come in frame and then kind of jump up, like do a, a shallow jump up. 
so that it locked onto your vertical and then ran and like as far as you can jump on and try to climb up and then immediately jump off again. Yeah, to get to the easier next said one. than done. Yeah, yeah, sure. they come onto the screen so yeah. fast, man. Like they're they're it is like the second the other one leaves the screen, the next one's coming. So you you have just there's just yeah, there is no true. You have to create the breath. By getting into that lock thing, but again, like I didn't have that nailed down yet, and it's always on the screen, you know. There's always on the screen, so you feel like if you don't know that, if if you're not able to depend on that mechanic because you don't realize it yet, it just seems like you're getting swarmed at all times. Is how it feels. So, ow, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, 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 very frustrating. But the lizard is up there, as Oompy promised you. And there's also a key there. So you grab all that shit and then buzz back down the tree to an entrance to a cave area where you have to use the wall clamping skill of the lizard to wall jump. And I would say think Batman wall jump, you know, where you literally like have to drop down onto the wall and then bounce off of it or or springboard off of it to get through some spikes to get to a new thing, the Hornet. And the Hornet can, can of course, fly. The mechanic is like a tap of the A to gain a little elevation, then it falls. So it's kind of... uh, Keeping your head above water kind of feel to it. Yeah. If you stop, you're screwed. Yeah. Like you gotta it, like you gotta know where you're going and know know the amount of A to press because once you kind of give it enough of that break, you're dropping. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's got, it, and, and it's got and it's got it's not infinite. You have a finite amount of time. Even if you're yes. you, you can just hit the button constantly if you want, but eventually you run out of that and yeah, you'll just fall mm-hmm. and die. So that's um again, there's always a little give and pull. Give and take with these um, creatures. So the hornet's got four HP, and you wear a hornet suit. You're not riding the hornet, so that's the look of it. And from there, you have to fly. You have to fly back up out of the cave and avoid these. And it's it's funny actually watching the playthrough here. And it's I bet you did it this way because you mentioned it when we were talking about the lizard at first. There's like a, a a thing you can run under to the left and just get into this part. I got into this part of the cave by this is why I had to learn that wall jump thing is I went all the way up the hill and then down past those spikes. Really? Yeah, with the lizard's wall jumping to get to the hornet from the right instead of coming at it from the left what? after you, after you use it. Because yeah, I didn't I, I didn't know that that little lower ceiling thing I could do with the lizard, go underneath it with the lizard yet. Um, uh, or even if I, I, might, I might not even have tried that. I might have just went the, the that route either way. I might not even have tried to do that. But either way, I went down into the chasm and came from the right to the hornet. Only. Wow. Yeah. So, again, yeah, yeah the fact, the fact that, that they're <laughs> not, non-linearity, impressively so, in, in this game. So yeah, so you fly back up out of the cave, you avoid these crazy ass raven mama bird things carrying a baby basket, and they they toss like the baby's tossing out egg bombs down, and you do some meter flying up against the spikes overhead on your way to one more switch back to the lizard before hitting the door at the end, and yeah, same thing here. I did I was one key short, and I had to turn back and fucking look for the sixth key. So uh, before you go down into the water, yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I learned here that both the hornet and the lizard will drown if you go into the water. So you have to like uh, it takes a few seconds, and their animation kind of fully conveys how unpleasant they find it. They're like freaking out, and then you yeah. turn back into Nemo. And so this took a lot of exhaust searching. I horned it. Yeah, I horned it all the way back to the state. Like looking for this six key. I mean, I horned it all the way back to the stage start and up the tree again. And yeah, the the key that I missed is in another cave down below a small lake. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, you have to. Is that the one where you had like goes into a new area? Like you go to the end of. Or, it's or a, is that no, the... this is in the middle, so it's a it's a fun tell because you're if you were you can either be jumping over the water or swimming in it, but either way, it's water with like ground underneath it, and but then the water oh goes yeah down, yeah. Yep, so you're yep, like yep, oh yep. I can right. follow that water down someplace. So yeah, I think it's it's in it's in a later stage where. Well, I guess we'll just wait yeah. till we get there. Uh, but yeah, there's another one that really fucked me with. Like, I just did not doubling back. It took me forever to find it. Uh, so you're the interstitial here has the the mom saying, Nemo, why are you out of bed? Get back to your room this instant. And yeah, he's actually like he's he's out of his bed standing next to it instead of sleeping in at this time. So like all of them, he's kind of like he's either at the end of the, fo- the foot of the bed leaning or like standing next to the bed or sleeping in the bed. So yeah, it's I don't know. It's I'm not exactly sure. Story wise, again, seeing the movie too, it it's not like that's a thing in the movie. It's not like like him, his mom trying to get him out of bed. Like he sleepwalks, yeah, in the movie, and there's a scene where he's like doing something stupid, and his mom's trying to get him to wake up while he's sleepwalking. But it's not. I I can't recall it being a thing where he's like sleeping in the bed and he won't get the fuck up, and she's it, bitching at him. So I, I, just, I don't know. I I, don't know. I got the the feeling from these that they just needed like they they wanted a an attempt at humor right with a consistent theme you know what right. i mean Sleepy. so it's just kind of right. this thing like you're trying to wake get him to wake up from these dreams these whatever's going on sure. you know sh- shake him out of his sleepwalking slumber or whatever but i was like all right i i get what you're going for haha <laughs> whatever <laughs> good attempt Re- reasonable take jay reasonable yeah. take <laughs> so we're moving on to dream 3 house of toys and this is a very colorful playroom vibe purple green and blue palette and they use what i would say are bootleg legos as platforms and obstructions that's pretty fun and then yeah there's like doll houses there's a train set just all sorts of toys and shit so when you hit the train, which looks fucking awesome, it's like it slowly begins, like you jump down onto it and it slowly begins to start chugging on the tracks. And I did not see that coming at all. So that was so good. Yeah, I did not expect the train to start moving once I jumped on it. I figured it would just be another set piece, you know? So yeah. little subtle, unexpected things. Good game design. And yes, yeah, so this train starts moving and now we are in an auto scroll situation. So they, of course, introduce walls that you have to jump to avoid getting crushed against the screen left on the scroll. And they have toy biplanes up above the kamikaze down at you. Yeah, so yeah, there's definitely there's a bunch of enemies. Yeah, these are these are the only time you see these. So you have the, the toy biplanes kamikaze down at you, and then parachute suspended bombs that drop as well. So you're avoiding that shit while you're riding the train. And as you go through this, you're doing it all as Nemo, which makes it easily the longest span in the game so far where that's the case where you aren't switching into animals. So again, just incredibly varied gameplay, good game design. I was like, all and right, you, you've been able to take advantage of all of these little extra characters. Now let's let's test your chops. Yeah, as, as Nemo, is. right? <laughs> yep. And yes, this train bullshit goes on so long, like way, <laughs> way, way too long. Um, this is very Mega Man. Very yeah. This like this stretch, especially when like the piston things are coming down while you're while you're riding it, and the blocks are flashing. It might as well be Mega Man. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah, which yeah. E- even the sprite like the way you have to squat down below the spikes right like, i swear if you pause it it looks like megan drop a, a blue helmet on him that's what we're talking about like <laughs> it just like me, yeah. i love it i love it chef's kiss it's beautiful yeah but very 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 difficult this one took me a really long time yes. and then yeah <laughs> like the, the real shit of it so like you know 
And in hindsight, you know, you're, I'm glad they did because if it would have needed all of them, maybe I didn't get them all. I don't know. I, well, I probably did not because I, I was so certain. After my experience in the first two stages where I didn't have enough keys, I was like, I'm getting every one of these keys. Yes. So that, of course, increases the difficulty exponentially of playing through this because especially towards the end, those last few keys are like in real fucked up places. So I rolled up to the door this time and I had extra keys. Dude, <laughs> so, I had nine keys also. Yeah. I was like, so, what are we like? Yeah. Did, did they? It makes me wonder if they thought like when they were playing this and testing it, it was hard enough that people would just be missing keys a lot as is. So maybe. Well, for sure. Cause it's auto scrolling. See, it's the only yeah. time you think about it. The other every other stage you can backtrack. You yep. can't backtrack here, so it it makes perfect sense. It was smart. Like I said, I'm thankful they did it. But it didn't feel like I, it, it was it was tough. I was going to say that it didn't feel like they needed it, but like I felt the difficulty. Step oh, this up was hard as fuck. Yeah, sure. and like and that's I mean if I you know I, again there's no way to know it, so it almost doesn't matter. But like uh, you know like the. I wish I would have known it, and I could have got through this stage a lot fucking faster and been much less frustrated. <laughs> you know, so right. uh, pros like and cons. If, like to if it, it was a, a key counter, like three of six, three of nine. So that you just exactly. Knew. Yep, yep. You just yep. rolled up to the door every time here, like fingers crossed. I'm, I right. hope I'm good. You know, yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> is how it should, that, especially with a non, non-consistent like key count every single level. You just don't right. even know. Right, right, right. So the interstitial in this case is yes, Nemo. On his knees at the end of his bed, and the dialogue here is Nemo, what are you doing? Go back to bed. <laughs> so this time he's up. She's bitching that he's up. So she's got it. No matter, you can't get it right. Can't fucking can't get it right. Mom, right. mom, mom has no, fucking mom can't make her happy. Fucking <laughs> most demanding mom ever. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be sleeping, and he's right. like up, like riding, like he's bed knobs and broomstick style, like right. flying right. in the bed. <laughs> So the fourth dream is the night sea, and this is the the background behind me is from this. It's really beautiful. Like the, it's got this is all probably my favorite stage music too. Very spunky vibe to it. I'll drop it here since we ended up not using it. Almost did. I, I did a it, but it's like, oh, it's so good. It, yeah, it's yeah, they're all so good. So yes, the aesthetic here, it's got palm trees swaying in the starry night in the background, some grass on a cliff. This one has a Walmart greeter, and this is also kind of cat-like, I suppose. Not clearly any one thing, though, I would say. It's just kind of like these nondescript, fan- fantastical creatures. Yep. Um, this one says, hey, Nemo, if you share your candy with the hermit crabs, they'll take you where you want to go. And you hit some water right away that has a, you can see it again behind me, like this kind of shimmery effect going on at the surface. And I'd equate it to the the bioluminescent plankton we get out here in L.A. every year, which is really cool. Yeah, it's like the, I think it's in the winter. And it's like, it's a fucking, I can't believe how much of a thing it is, dude. It's wild. Like the entire stretch, like the highway that's on the beach like people just like park wherever and like the I mean it's you have to go out at night to see it obviously and right. it's like it's not like it's not like right at the water it's like a little bit out and yeah it's like dude it's fucking wild man it, like it is just this shit in the water that's just like sparkling fucking everywhere you know it's fucking really really crazy and cool oh, yeah it's, it's like a it's like, yeah it's like a huge event every year like I we I I think 
I think Amy found it on the fucking TikToks or some shit she saw fucking on the internet. So she knew about it. And she mentioned it. Yeah. And then, like, uh, some other friends of ours that live in, in Playa here, like, like the next night, were like, are you guys going to see the plankton? Like, it was like, you know, like, fucking, <laughs> the fucking circuses in town. I'm like, are you guys going or what? <laughs> you know, like, it's, yeah, it's like a fucking nice. thing, man. Yeah, but it is very cool. Um, Give me the glowy plankton. Yeah. So, so yeah. So the there's also some pretty purplish pink sand and coral down below the surface. So again, I, this is probably I think the most beautiful environment of any of the, any in the game. And just generally, I would say like this this is the level that made me go. This game just it's just beautiful across the board. So I, maybe the most in the system, just as far as like because like there are games that look like Batman looks better. But it's not as beautiful. No, you know what I mean. For sure. As far as yes, because it's, it's definitely just a that darker, darker vibe. aesthetic. Yeah, right. For sure. So yeah, so of the warm, fuzzy vibes, vibe games, this is probably the most beautiful on the system that we've encountered so far. Who knows? I didn't know this game was this good either before. Maybe we'll find another one that I didn't know between now and moving <laughs> out of the NES. So you don't see any enemies en route to your first hermit crab, which is a cute little green dude just hanging out by some coral. And it's a riding situation in this case, even though the crab is pretty small. The hermit crab has 4 HP, it has a claw attack, and then it buries itself in the sand as a defense mechanism when you hit the jump button. And it stays under, and I didn't I did it at first gather this right away, but it, it, you can scoot around under the sand kind of a la the mole by hitting a direction and the jump. That was the thing, like if you just hit the thing, you can just pop back out. But to move around under the sand, you have to hit the button and a direction. Yep. Uh, to, to do that so you can work your way over to a it's a pretty cool set piece a sunken galleon lying just beyond that and there's a hidden one up area down below it to boot and then we have one frog instance in this level as well but otherwise it's just a nemo hermit crab swap the rest of the way to the door and yet again i was one shy of the quota a five spot in this case to get out the door so it was back to the drawing board trying to find that and yeah, so yeah, this is the one, dude. So I, yeah, I racked my brain over and over trying to think of a way to get that last hermit crab up that long shaft to the to the area where the oh, like, so you, yeah. you get in that 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 last area. It's got a few few fish in it and stuff, and you can get there as Nemo or the frog, and it looks like maybe there's some sand there. So I'm thinking I needed to get that get the hermit crab over there to dig down into that sand to find whatever whatever the last key was. Not the case. So, yes, I went back and I got the frog suit and I looked all over, man. And in the underwater cavern area, there's this little dead end. And, like, it doesn't look like it's oh, shit. Oh, you it's, missed that part? Oh. Yeah, it just looks like a dead end. Like, I swam past it a million fucking times. But I didn't think to, because there's no other instance where in the game where this is the case, man. Like, there's no fence testing like that. Interesting. Like, yeah, I hate hand-holding, but, man, there was nothing suggested this was the ticket. <laughs> for finding that, that key. That is so fascinating. I, I swam naturally up to it and was like, I'm going to keep going to the end. Like, it just instinctively, like, yep, I'm going to it. I did not. I, I went through it like multiple times, actually, like looping through it. <laughs> yeah, this was, you know, like I said, and I had done it in previous levels, but this was easily the time that I spent just like fucking searching everything, wow. man. I was, yeah, I was, I, I did not look it up, but fuck was I close because I just could not find, could not figure it out because again it's again it's just yeah there's no other instance of this 
where you just have to bump into a wall to find an area. You know, there's no like the at least in the case of the like with the mole thing, like you can see it. You see that there's like a break in the bottom yeah. barrier, and there's dirt you can dig through. Same thing with the sand. Like you can you go down into the sand. Like okay, like yeah, yeah. I can I can, I I can dig down to that. It's just a suspicious looking dead end to me. You know, like because you can see I, it as you're I, going. And I you're like, agree. I agree. Like but, why would you have me swim up this path and go up to a wall if there wasn't like a hidden door or something? You know what I mean? I agree in hindsight. Come on, on, Josh. Come on. In hindsight, yes. But, man, I'm telling you, I guess I swam past it a bunch of times and it did not occur to me. Oh, that's great. Whatever the case. Through the door and back to the Nemo bed void. He's tucked back in and sleeping this time. What's gotten into you? You can't stay in bed. And, yeah, I know the odds are low, but the, the literary snob in me wants to really appreciate the second sentence is intentionally not punctuated with a question mark, but a period, which suggests to me the tonality that an annoyed parent would likely use with a kid that keeps getting out of bed and being weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I'm tired, Nemo. What a, what yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I appreciate that a great deal. So, yeah, we're halfway through the game now, and you know what we haven't spoke about at all? What's that? Jay? We haven't spoken about bosses or battles with them. They're, There's a reason for that. Well, there is a reason for that, but I think it's interesting and certainly worth just having a uh, uh, exchanging ideas that like the designer's willingness to completely ignore boss battle platformer culture in this game, you know, and it's Capcom too, which is like, you know, they're the forefathers of 8-bit platforming boss battles. You know, Mega Man is like the, it, it, I don't, it didn't invent boss battles, but it invented boss battles being like the game loop, you know what I mean? Or uh, such a big part of the game loop. And it's how you obviously obtain your tools. And like, it's, it's really the way the progress is, is gate kept throughout the game is, is these boss battles. So the idea that this game had so many harks to that, but didn't, you didn't, Work it in here, and yeah, of course, yes. Yeah, it like that's when we obviously get to that part of the game where you do start encountering bosses. It made it that much more significant and 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 notable, and maybe even appreciating the fact that it didn't up to this and that variance again. Just so much varied gameplay is is really cool. But it yeah, it it was funny to me how it just kind of popped into my head at this point in the game. Like, I there's not a single fucking boss battle at all. That's weird, you know. Dude, it's- <laughs> I feel like this is one of those titles that to me just feels very wholesome. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's very much like let your kids play this. It's going to it's going to be fine. It's a fun fantastical adventure. And so when I was going through it this time, obviously not remembering a lot of the stuff from a kid, but you know, when I was a kid, but recalling it. It it's I like that it's not the stock you have to go, at least at the beginning, you know, like you have to go save the princess. It's like, no, I'm a little kid. I was sleeping. This magical thing happened and they want me to go to these dream world, but I'm not going to be like wielding a sword and like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be kicking ass when I'm like <laughs> right. seven or eight, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I like that you're just going around collecting keys and like joining these little creatures on an adventure. And as we'll get to later, you get to the point where it's like, all right, now I got to do something. But so I kind of appreciate that it's not like, oh, I, I have to go fight something every single time when that narratively wouldn't really make sense. You know, if you put on your logical hat at all, yeah. it's a game, but like whoever who right. cares. But also from the standpoint of this is technically and visually a lot like other Capcom games, like Mega Man. Like I love clearly the Mega Man 
factor of beating a boss and then taking their power. Like that's the whole thing. And that's, that's great. But with this, it's like altered in that instead of beating a boss, the friendly person is giving you a power to use throughout the level. So like, there's enough of that similarity that you also want to break from the similar formula formula and have them go search for something instead of fighting. And so I think it does a really good job of taking those elements that helped make it a good, you know, successful brand and like doing something different. Yep. I concur. And, 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 and that's you, you, you kind of, uh, made me think there how the film, like the, the narrative of the film also does that, I, you know, like the, there is like, you are, uh, nerfed, I guess maybe is a way to say it. Like you do not have, uh, an offensive potential yeah. for so much of, of the, uh, or Nemo does not have an offensive potential throughout so much of the story. And then something happens where he has to man up basically. And yeah. like he fucks some, he fucks some shit up and he has to go to bat as a result of that. And I didn't think of how well the game capture that by having these mechanics. But I think that is a really good job of, again, capturing the IP, I think in, in a way, uh, even down to just like the game format, you know? So that's very cool. Very cool. Very good job. Capcom <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Capcom introduces little Nemo, the dream master. We tapped into your deepest, darkest nightmares. Hold on, Eddie. I think we got something. This could be it. I'm getting snakes. Wow, look at this stuff. Big lip tadpoles. This kid's turned himself into a killer bait. These kids are strange. Who dreamed up something so weird? You did. This one's riding a purple lizard. Holy smoke! Little Nemo, the Dream Master for Nintendo by Capcom. You're going to make a game out of this? That is a 1990 U.S. market commercial for this game. Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Freaking terrible. (laughs) Marketing team completely missed the mark, man. Like, this is a magical, whimsical, fantastical, like, kid adventure. And, like, you got the stuff of your worst nightmare. Like, it's just such a corny commercial. Y'all should have been fired for this. Yeah, it was. It's. I agree. It was a little little off base. So it's got the Capcom surveillance van. Rolls up on a kid's house with their dream scope, which is comically to me a huge video camera of the time, like a big news video camera, just yeah. mounted on the top of the van. That is the furthest thing from incognito. Uh, so yeah, it's got that up top, and they roll up to the kid's house, and there's a team of fuckers inside that are marveling at the absurdity of the kids' dreams, which are like the kids in bed, kind of tossing and turning, and it's you know cutting to imagery from the gameplay, you know, which yeah, it's just. I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't. I feel like you're missing the overall message of the game and the feel and the vibe, mate. You're just not getting it. Yeah? Yeah. That's how I feel, mate. Yeah, I agree. Dream 5 is Nemo's house, and this is pretty cool, too. I mean, you know, I guess the toy room kind of had this vibe, but not exactly the same thing. There was something significant about this to me. That Yeah, it's like you're at... You're at Nemo's house, and the the dog is he's very aggressive. Just comes up to you this time. This is one of the instances where you don't walk <laughs> up to him. He comes up to you, and he says, "Nemo, I think we're in your house." <laughs> and yeah, his house has a lot more wood paneling than I'd want my house to have. Uh, Dude, yeah. Nemo's house, but uh, it is what it is, I guess. The stage goes vertical. There's lots of climbing to it, and a lot of that climbing requires bouncing your frog belly off those green flying bird 
things, chucking the rolly things down to you. And this mechanic fucking sucks! I fucking hated this part of the game. And, yeah, I really, really went through it, finding that hole down in the basement in the Uh, lower right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where you you can get the lizard down there, which allows you to get the hornet. And as flying does in most games, that really unlocked some progression in this level that alleviated some of the horrible things I was saying to my dog about it while I played it. But, yeah, I had a really fucking hard time. Because, yeah, that's just a fucked up area, period. Like, there's the, the enemies in this... There's the it's like the the monkeys with the plates the spinning oh, so plates annoying. and they yeah they throw them like they fucking suck man they're everywhere and you don't yeah you don't have yeah you don't have it's almost impossible to you they they come they, the fire rate is so fast that you can't avoid them in a lot of like if you no, get you can't. down yeah if you get down onto a a level that they're on like you're not gonna be able to jump enough or avoid them and it's yeah it's really fucked up. Yeah. Considering you have no offensive capabilities so much of the time. That's yeah, tough. Tough, tough, tough. Dude, also, like, this is also the level that it really sucks when you're the bee and you're flying up to get the mouse. And so you get the mouse and you're up there, but you have to climb up the wall to go, like, break a brick, a brick which we'll, we'll get to the mouse. But it's those same stupid floating fiends again where, like, they're coming at you on the wall and you have to keep... Ju- oh, my gosh, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's just... And like, I'll tell you, those are the bane of my existence, dude. Every time I saw those, I was like, fuck! (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. easily the most annoying enemy in the game. And then the most. Flying enemy, always the, it's always the fuck. It's always, it's always the smallest flying enemy in the game that's the worst. (laughs) It's always, always the worst. Right. Uh. Yeah. So yeah, so you get we get that B. You can, yeah, you can grab the key that's on the chandelier. It's been taunting you the whole time. You've been back and forth trying to figure that out. And there's, yeah, there's, um, up above that, there's like a hole, like the attic, I guess, maybe is what it's supposed to be. Mm. And yeah, there's a, the shoe that takes you up there. And then, yes, you find the animal uh, or a new animal for the first time, the mouse. The mouse has five HP. You ride it. You're on its back. And you get a hammer to whack shit while doing so. So it can both jump and do wall climbing um, as well as have an attack. So it's like that's why it's the last one. It's probably the most well-equipped, cool. you know. Runs pretty good, too, at a pretty good, pretty good speed. So yeah, the hammer allows you to smash the rolling things from the birds, which is nice, as well as break up a stone wall up above the chandelier that grants you access to another key and the way forward into Nemo's bedroom. And there is one last switch over there to the Hornet to, uh, again, you have to like basically get get to go down into Nemo's bedroom, get the Hornet, fly back up, and then deal with those one of those fucking plate-spinning monkeys. And again, it's a situation where like you are just going to take a hit there. Like you yeah. cannot get that key without getting hit. Yeah. yeah, it's it's entirely impossible. So, again, maybe, you know, uh, it maybe lends itself I am looking at this fucking playthrough right now and there's a fish that you can turn into and I've never seen this. I've never got this fish. What? There's a fish on this the level? area there, yeah, on, on the night sea level, there's a fucking fish that you can turn into, and it allows you to swim much better than the frog. And basically, wait, did I turn into the fish? Do I remember a fish? Oh my god, dude! Oh my god, it's the fish that are hanging out by the by this shipwreck. Unreal. Really? Yeah, yeah I cannot believe I never turned into the fish. <laughs> did I turn into the fish? Oh, I did turn into the fish. I turned. I into did not fish. turn into the fish, motherfucker. You said that, and then like freaked me out. I'm like, do I remember? Because we didn't talk about it. I'm like, yeah, I definitely turned into the fish. But then it was kind of like, all right, I was the fish for a second. I'm going back to the frog and get. It's out. got five yeah. life too, and it, yeah, it swims way better. Way oh fast, my god! Yeah. 
You never no. grab the fish at all. Yeah, it's it's not really used that part. Like I said, you you use it for a second, but you clearly don't really need to. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just a nice guy there. You can kind of kind of huh. optional friend. Huh. 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 Interesting. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so you gotta fly to get that key, come back down, and then you, uh, it's a seventh key, that's, you need seven keys to get through that door. Then you're back in the, the void, and the mom says, again, what does it take to get you to just sleep before you move on to Cloud Ruins, Dream 6? And here, you start on the roof of the house, of, of Nemo's house, I presume, and the Walmart, Walmart greeter here is a green werewolf type. He bum rushes at you, just like the dog did, <laughs> and he says, I've heard there's a ruined city in the clouds. So you start rooftop hopping from here, you do some moving cloud platforming, of course, and all those, while well, those, yes, cunt dandelion pollen pricks come back here, floating down from above. I hate them so much. <laughs> if you luck into surviving through it, you can cop the hornet, and with that dude, you were you do this, it's it's Again, kind of just a whole new game type. It's an auto-scrolling vertical situation oh, where yeah. you have to use the Hornet to, yes, you're flying up, you're vertically scrolling through the clouds, there's enemies, what have you, blah, 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 blah. And you have to use these little small cloud platforms for the breather because you can't fly forever with the Hornet. So you have to strategically land on those for a beat before they get clipped off the the auto scroll so you don't run out of flying power you know and it's not at all easy (laughs) dude i I died a lot here and can we talk about for a second the fact that when this auto scrolling part begins there's a frog at the bottom so you're encouraged you're enticed that when you come upon a new person yeah let me try this and you do it and immediately die. You know I mean? it's, <laughs> yep, it's like, yep. I cannot use the frog here. Why are you giving me this frog here? Be yep. it is. <laughs> Just a, a, a decoy of sorts. Right? Yep. It's like, here, I'm here. And if we if we join together on this adventure, we will both die. So, <laughs> so up top of that is a dilapidated, uh, or rather the dilapidated city the werewolf mentioned. And you have to ignore a decoy frog up here, too. Like there's, They also put a frog here that is of no benefit to you. And use the lizard to squeeze under this low ceiling to the next area. And there's a little bit more rooftop platforming from there. And they they kindly just... it's It was so nice of them, really, if you think about it. They just kindly line up all six keys in a row on a slide. Yeah. That leads right down to the locked door, needing exactly that many, you know. So there's... Yeah, you go through this whole thing... There's even there's even auto scrolling portion that or portion rather that they could have made some keys they have to get and make that even harder so they skip all that dumb shit here and you just get the keys at the end and then Dude, go through the door. That's so good because you have the auto scrolling yeah. down and like it just it's so tough as it is. It's yeah. like you finally made it here. You've you've proved yourself. I yeah, very much appreciated. That. Oh yeah, I don't fucking look at the hornet can shoot hornet can shoot. I never. How do you do that? What are you talking about? The hornet can shoot a stinger. Since when? Since I'm looking at this fucking playthrough. I didn't shoot stingers with the hornets. What do you mean, me, sir? Me either. He, he shoots it out of his ass. He's How did I not? I don't know, man. It's got to like be I... some different button combination. It's not just B, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like I feel like we would have figured both of us. The fact that we both didn't do that. It's crazy, yeah. That's wild. Like, is this? Or, or, are these things that we realized we could do? But no, because I would have definitely used another attack with him. But, but with with the B, it's always like, let me fly and get out of the way. Like, yeah, that's what we're doing. No, he can shoot shit. That's no, 
Shit. Wild. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the bed void, the mom says, why me? Do everyone's kid? Do everyone else's kids give them this much trouble about sleeping? I don't know. Nemo's mom's a real gaslighter. <laughs> dream, dream, dream seven, topsy-turvy. You start here in an interior space where you can see windows upside down on the background, so topsy-turvy makes sense. You'll soon see tables and chairs upside down the ceiling, too. And everything you know is backwards. I just played fucking uh, Marble Madness yesterday, just fucking around for a bit nice. with my NES. This whole level is just kind of reasonable and fun, maybe the first in the game. And it requires thought and exploration, but no real dumb shit, you know. A lot of Hornet, maybe a little bit of Mouse and Frog, five keys and we out. Like, there's no, I don't know, I just felt like it was a very relaxed experience. And I feel, I, I kind of feel like the, like the... Yeah, like this main area of the game did this, you know, where you kind of like, even like six, the, the the keys are in, you just slide down, you're out of there, and then seven's kind of just a fun experience that really isn't that hard, I don't think. I kind of feel like that they had the same, like if you put that on a on a, on a line graph or a, a, a fucking a, 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 a data plotting, like it's got the same curve in the boss rush thing. Like the end of the boss rush is kind of the same. Like at the very end, it kind of eases up. After some really hard shit in the middle, I think, you know. So it was just interesting to me that, I don't know, they kind of like, I don't know, I feel like that was intentional. I uh, I find it fascinating that you say that, Josh, because I feel like I had a, not that experience with this level. Really? You had a hard I, time with this? I, I, yeah, I definitely, uh, it, t- it took me a, t- a few tries, and then I missed a key at the beginning. Like this, like I died several times on this level, and I missed a key at the beginning. So once I got to the end, I was like, what? What what am I missing? So I had to end up like flying all the way back to the beginning. So for me, this one actually was a little, a little difficult. A little really? difficult. Yeah, I, I didn't have much trouble with it. Hmm. Fun, fun, fun. It's, yeah, it's it's it's. There's you been so many. Ins- yeah, there's been so many instances of it where you know, again you just it's it's um just so much more possible shit can happen than you yeah. would expect yeah. in a straightforward action platformer. It's wild. Anyhow, the you get no black void this time with the bed shit. You are treated to a, a cutscene or slideshow with Princess Camille, and Camille says, "Welcome to Slumberland, Nemo. I am Princess Camille. Nemo, pleased to meet you. How come you wanted to meet me, Camille? The truth is, my father, King Morpheus, was kidnapped by the King of Nightmare Land, and it then cuts to a shot of the King of Nightmare, and he is badass, and that's what's behind me right now. Really cool sprite art with with this dude. And Nemo says, "What's Nightmare Land, Camille?" It's the land of bad dreams. The Nightmare King is plotting to take over all of Slumberland and destroy nice dreams forever. Oh, no. Please help me, Nemo. Rescue my father and defeat the Nightmare King. Nemo replies, um, I don't think I can. I'm just a little boy. I can't fight the Nightmare, I can't fight the nightmare King. I love and then that, it, man. Yeah, and then it, it cuts to a shot of the King's scepter. And Camille says, but this Morning Star will destroy the Nightmare King and his men. Nemo replies, I don't know how to use a morning star. Who do you think I am, anyway? <laughs> Camille says, don't worry, this is the land of dreams. I can cast a spell on you so you can use it. Wow! And then it cuts to Nemo holding the scepter, uh, casting a glow unto him. And I posted this picture. This is also a really good piece of sprite art that I like a lot. Yeah. Camille says, okay, now you can do it. You can attack or give away candies. You won't need keys anymore, either. Please promise me you'll go to Nightmare Land and defeat the Nightmare King. Please. Okay, I promise. And then we are moving on into Dream 8 Nightmare Land. And I streamed my entire hour-long run through this level. That's on our Faceship page. And the boss battle vid is also in the show notes. 
I do a lot of cussing. It's not as much as I mean. Like I, I felt like I was really angry the whole time, and like even you know my buddy Andy posted a comment of like like great amount of like perfect amount of cussing that reminds me of my own personal battles with anger as a child and as a as a grown man. <laughs> so like, I, I I rewatched it like wondering like oh, God, I was really bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> it's funny because I, I was definitely annoyed at the same things you were like even the like flying little bats coming down like just oh. Yeah, and they'll do those fucking lava fire plumes. Yeah. Yeah. So we start here. The background is, it looks awesome. There's like these flashing purple pillars alternating with flashing. Jay, what are those? Stalag tights. Correct. Correct. You quickly have to jump uh, into some lizard action here for its wall jumping and, or wall climbing and jumping capabilities. And you see the first not long after that, of what will be a reoccurring nightmare nightmare throughout Nightmare Land. Yes, the lava fire plumes. And the hit bo- the reason these are annoying is because the hitbox on them is absolute bullshit. And yeah, they would, yeah like it's they're they're bigger than they are visually, which I'll listen to it's fire. You can get burnt by fire without touching fire. Okay. Fine. But in the vernacular of nineteen ninety video games, this is not how it works. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a T shape almost. It's like it's up, but then it's also out. So yeah. if you if you come up close, like thinking like, oh, I'm gonna be good here, you're still gonna get hit by it. Like it's yeah. So it extends further than you think it should. Yep, and it's important enough. Every pixel counts with these things. You're often the yeah. lizard when you're dealing with them. Like you only have enough time for the amount of time it takes to get across that thing before the next fire plume so like yeah it's just it's a real time to go man yeah it's a a real (laughs) real shit it's a real shit of game design to 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 make it that to put you that up against it with those it's very frustrating you can't be that mad when you have this a la batman flashing you know neon purple background going on though like i i still and even as annoying as that was i was getting hyped like yeah look at it let's go you know what i mean it's no, it's yeah. It definitely this whole the aesthetic of all of this. They do a fantastic job of you know making this. So yeah, this is the obviously where the story turns, and you're going into this place that Nemo doesn't even feel like he can possibly have the power to overcome. And they do a good job of of within that kind of kitty world making it, which the animated thing did too. You know, this kind of like really really turns just enough. Without going overboard of like scary, but yeah, still in the story world, you know, not not getting too serious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, your first stop on uh, what will you'll come to learn is a boss rush out of fucking nowhere <laughs> comes after this area, and this is a giant crowned penguin that twirls down on raised pedestals to the right and left sides of the boss arena screen and he spews little mini penguins that run around in the space between the pedestals as well as make bubbles rain down from above which is also a, it's a mega man thing for sure oh, yeah. and yeah and i just thought I should point out here that it is very capcom to go all the way through the game with zero bosses but still drop a boss rush on you at the end like you know right so I, yeah it's i was very confused as to what was happening because i can't <laughs> you know what i mean like we we had this guy and i was like all right so he's the nightmare king, like you know what I mean. Like for a second, yeah. I forgot that of the picture behind you. So I was like, "Wait a minute, is this the bad guy?" And then 
Well, I, 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 I totally, because I had seen the anime thing, so I knew that was the Nightmare King, immediately uh, identifiable as such. So great pixel art job. So yeah, I knew it wasn't that, and I was just, yeah, I was like, fuck, this, this is the fucking, like, why do they not have the dude? He's fucking awesome uh, looking, you know? So yeah, so I was just bummed out, because I thought this was the final boss. Okay, Did not, yeah, like I said, it, it was not even, I could not, there was no scenario where I could have expected to like that there would be a boss i just i could not have expected it less so yeah to me i thought i was fighting the final boss and you know that's interesting because <laughs> it's not the fucking thing i expected it to be okay so yeah i would die fighting this cat probably I, maybe a half dozen times cussing about nemo not having any offensive capabilities the whole fucking time so like i, I keep dying and you see it in the fucking playthrough video i'm like i'm like what the fuck man like i can't the candy, I'm not, I can't tell. It's not giving me any response to it at all, you know, like like uh, damage feedback. So I'm like, what the fuck, man? And like, yeah, I mean, it just did not, I completely forgot because I had, there have been like a, you know, I basically got up to the eighth level and knowing I wanted to stream it and record it and yada, yada, yada. And I had uh, a shoot for a few days the this past week, Monday through Wednesday. So I waited for to get through that before I started on Thursday or Friday, whatever day I fucking did this. And it's Thursday, I think. And yeah, so like, I, yeah, I completely forgotten that I'd been given the, the scepter at all. Oh. So yeah. So like the idea that that could be what I need to do is completely gone <laughs> in my, my mind. So yeah. So I was like, I went through a bunch of times before I was like, Oh, the fucking scepter select. Okay. So now I, okay. I get yeah. um, that changes everything. Of course. Yes, um, sir. So yeah. So you, you hit select and he now has the staff in his hand and the, it's got like a really cool charging mechanic and accompanying animation that I really like. If you again, if you watch the animated series, the way this staff is presented in the series, like it, it does a really good job of capturing that. How it's like it's it's like taking all the power in Nemo's being to keep it wrangled mm. while while it's powering up and about to shoot, you know. And it, it's the same way uh, it plays out in the in the in the film, which is cool, I think. And there's a there's a meter labeled beam in the HUD that charges, so you can see when it's a full power. And like, and I don't know, I was never able to tell whether, like, how much or whether, if at all, it being fully charged meant anything. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, if if you go by what the the film suggests, at least with a Nightmare King, it should do nothing to him. Unless it's fully charged, but I'm not sure. I know I shot it plenty of times. And there's no, we'll get to that later, but again, there's no feedback, damage feedback, whether you're using the fucking scepter or not. So I there's no way to know that, I don't think, unless you, I guess you count, uh, count hits and then try some, after knowing how many try unfinished charges, to see if those affect him or not, you know, yeah. I, I'm not real. Sh- I'm not real sure whether that works or not. But it's it's hard to tell though. But like for me, I just ended up going with just the regular shots on this guy. It took so many. I felt like to get to beat the penguin. Like I would charge him at first when I could, but like oftentimes you want to have to you want to be able to hit like the little mini guys and dodge the yeah. the bubble. So you're really just hitting him with the one shot or the tiniest bit of charge each time. Still took a while. But pretty really? pretty easy to, to kind of take down. Yeah, that's worth mentioning that. Yeah, when you're charging, you don't you you can't move, you can't even turn, so you can't change directions or anything. And yeah, you you obviously you're you're kind of you're basically helpless until you like let that the 
the burst uh, fire off. So that is, again, just another example of, yeah, give and take that you have to you have some offensive capability now, but there are limitations to it. And, yeah, so it releases the blast at this 45-degree angle that you're facing when you let go of the button. So in this particular battle, you... And I didn't know this at first. I would find it after many uh, failed attempts, even once I realized I had the scepter. But you can take out the baby penguins with a simple whack of the staff. Oh, yeah. You know, which is crucial because you have to clear space to weave around between the bubbles. uh, Otherwise, blast, whack, whack, blast, whack, whack. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, it's somewhat challenging. But once I think, yeah, once you have a handle on all of the above, like that you can kill those penguins. And then, then that allows you the freedom to move around between those bubbles, not terribly difficult to do with the penguins gone. And then, yes, once you're, you're waiting for that to, to kind of run its course, you charge while you're waiting for the penguin to come down, blast his ass, then do the evasive maneuver. You know, it's not really that difficult. But, yeah, it was, yeah. The, again, just there, there's no, yeah, no visual. And, like, I, I didn't have, because I wasn't dumb enough to plug my microphone in properly, but I don't think there was any auditory cue either. Did, I mean, did you notice one that you would... Okay, so yeah, so there's definitely no visual cue when you do damage or you hit them. Uh, I mean, I it's just I, like a like a hit, like a whack, like it's just like right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's not differentiated from any other sound. Exactly right, and yeah, and it does. It there is a. It has that little like dust cloud thing yeah. that shows it hit, but that does not like the the enemy does not respond to it at all. So you don't know if it's actually doing damage. And right. that is that's I, that's like. That's definitely a drawback. I was so yeah. annoyed at that. Like, oh, yeah. you, I don't know. I, mean, I, I have no way to gauge what's happening. Right. <laughs> and you and you learn that with the penguins. So I guess you at least know that going into the the further, the, the later battles. But mm-hmm. this first one, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I had no idea whether I was actually affecting it or not until it died, you know, yeah. which was not the greatest boss experience. But it did eventually die, and some you get some traditional NES boss death, boss death explosions on an otherwise static sprite. You know, just like nothing happens to the sprite other than just some overlaid explosions, which is I don't know, very contrast or something. <laughs> and the next area is similar in look, more gold purple cavern stuff, and also requires a shit ton of blizzard wall climbing action. And there are this is where the fire plume things really, really oh, become a huge sure. thing. So yes, yeah, so they're coming out of all kinds of services, not just fire pits, you know. So just you're doing a lot of yeah, where you're like, yeah, like you're on the wall and you're like just trying to inch up to it. And this is again where like the bigger hitbox is frustrating because you're just trying to inch up to it. So because you can't jump when you're on the wall, you have to run, so you have even less time. Yeah, it's just really, really tough. And then they, yeah, they also introduce. There's a bunch of those fucking puffball things in here, so it's a really what I would call probably the toughest stretch of this. Yep, this stage this is definitely frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is actually where I you'd seen them enough times. So how many times? You know, I don't know, what, four or five times you'd seen them already. This is where I finally figured out that thing where if you could get them to lock on to you uh, vertically, if you. So this is the first time I really figured that out and was able to implement a thing. God, or otherwise, I don't know how you beat yeah. this. Game changer uh, then. I'm sure yeah. I was like, oh, breath of fresh air. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And then, the, yeah, there's a swap to the frog in here, too, where you have to, yeah, like, take the lizard up, then jump down with the lizard, catch onto the wall below the frog there, get him to make the final jump up into that that area that, that takes you out of this, this part. And then after that, there's another area that uh, has uh, rising and falling spike-covered ceiling, has some delicate platforming and ducking dance bullshit. And then there's also, and this really pissed me off, it's got some jumping out of water 
stuff going yes. on with it. And I, why is this always so hard in video games? It's like it, the, it, there's no difference. Like I'm not doing anything different. Just sometimes he jumps high enough. Sometimes he doesn't to get to the platform that you want to get to. And it's so fucking annoying that it's completely unreliable. It's only in the water. Oh my God. I'm watching the fuck. This playthrough is just killing my soul, dude. You can use the scepter in the water to kill those alligators. To just whack them. Yep. Fucking prick. What a prick. <laughs> fucking prick. Oh my god. I I actually did that, but yeah, I, I when I fell down there once, I was like, oh great. But, I did not. That's why the jumping out of the water is so frustrating because that fucker's swimming around down there. Oh, that's so yeah. annoying. Ugh. What a prick. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So yeah, so the, you go through there, and then you get another area that's a um, another boss arena. And in this case, it's a I don't know what is this like a flying sea ray? I guess yeah, like a the... flying stingray. It's weird because it dive dive bombs you. And yep. I was I was so confused at what was happening right now, man. I was like, I just fought a giant penguin. What is this? So I, I was kind of at this point unsure if this was like just like another random enemy i was fighting like i I don't think i really caught it that this was like a boss rush you know what i mean i was kind of confused but then i think after i beat this part i kind of realized okay we were kind of just chilling having fun in slumberland but now that we're here like traditional levels with like little bosses okay i I got it you know okay Yeah, this um, a la Mega t- Man, like you're going to Wily's castle, and now you got like yeah, and oh, creatures yeah, to fight at the end of each one. Yeah, you know, each level. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, it doesn't. So yeah, this I did not have a ton of trouble. It doesn't have any minions, thankfully. It's just just the Sea Ray, yeah. but he like he floats down, and when he when he does that floating thing, it at least tips you off. Like this, like this yeah. is your opportunity to attack, and you basically he's got this fire attack where he rains it down below but it's like a very fixed finite width below him so you can like stand on that platform in the middle and get to the edge of it usually and just stand there and know that you'll be safe from how far the fire gets you know so you have a pretty discernible attack window and you can keep yourself safe while doing it you know so that's that's nice relative to the first one I would say because the first one you have to move out of those bubbles no matter what um, yeah, this is super yeah, so we, super easy, except for when he dive bombs you. Like if you get caught in that, that's yeah. that's that's pretty much the only damage you're taking is a die a dive bomb that you don't avoid. Yeah, and that is even that I would say is once you. I mean, I, he definitely got me a, f- a few times, but once you figure out the different yeah ways that he can come in, which is basically two forty five degree angles from above or swooping through straight on a horizontal plane, but it's if as long as you stay on that platform in the middle, he's always flying below you. So really all you have to do is pay attention to when he's coming out of the corners and then make the move, you know? So then it's smooth once you, sailing. You, right, yeah. So yeah, I didn't have a ton of trouble with this one. So back outside after that, and you get some cool, like you're like, it kind of has a vibe like you're on this mountain peak now, you know, and there's all, you can see all these other mountain peaks in the distance, dark clouds, lightning flashing and shit. And I believe that also is in line with the animated feature, so that checks out as a theory. Nice. And this is a lizard hornet mouse sequence that I, I mean, I, it was funny to me how quickly I cooked through this. Uh, it was just like I don't know, like it, it, it's kind of it's that I don't know. It it made me feel, and it may just be in my head, 
wanting wanting closure and I don't know <laughs> wanting to feel the narrative. Like I felt like it was like a perfect implementation of all I'd learned to date. You know what I mean? Wow. Like just knowing like okay, the the fucking salamander is in the lower right, the lizard's in the lower right. I'm definitely gonna have to use that to wall climb up to the, the area above that I couldn't get mm-hmm. to before. Straight to that hornet. Now okay I got the hornet. Now I've been to both ends here. I know I'm gonna need to fly back out with the hornet and go up that wall that I saw before. And up there over there is the mouse. You get the mouse, jump over the wall and ride that all the way up because you couldn't fly that high with the hornet, you know, so it was just a perfect, like, I know all the, the skill sets of these animals. I know exactly what I need to do when I become them. It was just, it was a really satisfying culmination of learning to, to date that I, I really liked. You get up to the, you use that mouse to get up to the top of the, the, the summit there or whatever. And they do this really cool thing. So you're just going across these lava pits. And as you're going across them, you can see again that, um, Fucking the the sprite of the Nightmare King that you saw in the slideshow before the level, yeah. In the uh, in, up and up there behind you as you're like slowly scrolling, almost parallax. I would call it. It's not quite, but it's almost parallax scrolling of that in the background as you go through this He's sequence. Just watching that is, you, like just yeah, yeah, awesome. just looming over. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's good, good cinema like game design. And so yes, yeah, so you get through that, and then you you go into this final area that has very Castlevania Dracula approach vibes to it, where you have to climb these mountain steps up to a sheer cliff face, and you can't see a safe landing spot down below it, and you kind of just have to take this leap of faith that you're going to survive, you know, which is again just really cool, good job. And he, you jump down there, and like the floor has kind of like this very, it's very sleek double dragony, ma- uh, like okay, I'll, I'll take that, yeah, yeah, this very sleek metallic almost futuristic feel to it relative to everything like all the the, the mountain shit that you've uh, gone through to get here and there is an awesome awesome boss battle theme he comes sliding out from screen right he like he moves on this horizontal he never like goes up or down he just kind of slides out and it's like a really huge sprite a lot of detail really really well done not at all it's not just a repurposing of that other cool art that we'd already seen you know so they took time to make two versions of them really cool it's basically a upper half uh, or maybe i guess i don't know i'm not entirely sure that it has that he has legs really come to think of it but <laughs> either way that's all all you can see is his waist up i would say yeah. And so, yeah, so he, it's pretty slow, so you're not really risk at risk of being kamikaze into, I would say. Mm-hmm. But he moves back and forth, and he has two projectile attacks. He has these bursts of four laser beams that come from his back. He has He's holding his hands up in the air, and his back hand will shoot these lasers out from his fingers. And he does bursts of four of them, and they're always in this kind of dependable pattern where the first one goes furthest to the left, and then they... Uh, the next three go working to the right there, you know, so you can kind of calculate how that's going to go based on where his sprite is positioned and you can kind of dependably deal with that once you once you kind of discern that pattern. And then he also has this globby red mass that routinely floats out of his mouth and towards Nemo before stopping at a random position above before starting in on this like a semi-homing back and forth 45 degree flight path, you know, and 
Sometimes it'll just disappear off screen, but more often it will get it'll get in your fucking way uh, moving back and forth when you're trying to evade the laser beams. So it took, I mean, this was, it was, you know, I always talk about, it's always my thing. Like this, the, how does this, like, is this final boss battle as legit as it should feel? And yeah. th they did a fucking great job with this. This was like 20 minutes of work to beat this dude, which is like the exact amount of time I think it should be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like spend 15 minutes of like figuring shit out, fence testing, and then five minutes of utilizing what you have discerned to be the best, the best attack approach, you know, and yeah. they just, it, I think it's just perfectly well done. And so, yeah, so, well, let me hear your, let me hear yours. I'll be curious to hear if it's the same thing. We had so many different experiences. I'll be really curious to hear whether this is the same. Yeah, man. I mean, for a relatively simple battle, it took me some time, you know, but then, yeah, I, I was definitely feeling accomplished afterwards. You know, once, like you said, the flight path of the finger lasers, I call them. The first, furthest one also always came first. So as long as you stood, you know, pretty far yep. back, you could jump straight up, miss that one, and then you're back, you get back close and start blasting, you know. So it was really kind, kind of just about avoiding or hitting, like, the little red glob thing that got in the way. And I was pretty good. So like I said, yeah, it took, it took some time. Still relatively simple, but I definitely still felt accomplished afterwards. So Did you – okay, so did you ever – with that red globule, did you ever? How much of that thing's pattern did you take note of and use? I did in your approach. At first, I at first I kind of ignored it. Like what happens? You know, when I realized I could shoot it, I was like, "Oh, great, I'll shoot it." But at first, yeah, it took me a while to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. And, at first, and, I just try to try to ignore ignore it and then it would kind of float away and then kind of flow back at me so then i was like oh, i can't just so at first i just tried still avoiding it and keeping up my mechanic and then i realized oh i can hit it i'll just try to angle myself in a position to where it just hits that and him whatever in the, in the same path you know so okay. that's not always like it didn't it probably worked out maybe 85 percent of the time that i could just stay in the same position do that otherwise i kind of had to adjust a bit but right. yeah, it, it probably took about the same amount of time, 20 minutes, you know, to kind of test all those, learn all those things and then just put it all together. Okay. Word. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's, it's, so what I ended up, the way, the thing, though, I guess the best way I could describe it is what I, the, what I ended up like the key, the, the key that I, the, the thing that unlocked being able to, to beat this fucker was, so I learned because that red mass is there, when he fires those beams, like it can't be. You you cannot have that red beam there, or that red thing there. Yeah, you gotta when, take it out. If, if it's if it's if the if. Okay, so where you want to shoot him from is you want to be as far left as possible. So you're far as far left as possible, but still able to hit him with your forty five degree yeah. angle shot, right? So there's like this sweet spot that I would call maybe three. Nemo widths from screen left that I that I optimally wanted to stand in yeah. to to be able to hit him. Now the thing about that is it's also a pretty good way to avoid those beams or make it as simple as yes, just a simple jump to avoid the yeah. one. You know, so 
I'm, I'm trying to stay there. Now, the thing that keeps you from doing that, of course, is when that fucking red blob comes into a flight path that hits that. So what I learned to do was there was, if if I, I would just, you know, I'm basically playing defense until the globule comes to this one spot that I wanted it to be in. So I would essentially, if it didn't land there, I would just shoot it. I would I would immediately just target on it, yeah. get it out of there, and then try the cycle again uh, 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 until the next globule comes out and stops where I want it. And then once it stops where you want it, it's just doing that. Whether it goes behind or in front doesn't matter, but it's just going back and forth in a place that you're never going to be. You know what I mean? So if it was in that track, I would just stay there and get my just charge until I had the right blast opportunity. You know? So it was yeah, it was literally like kind of just discerning whether or not. I had gotten the state, the win state, presented to me, and then any time that was not the case, I'm basically just tabling my fucking effort until the next opportunity that I have yeah. where it does, you know. So yeah, it was very exactly, yeah, very binary, I guess. Uh, experiences either like, I might either, have to jump up and hit that red glob, or I might have to shoot it from this angle. But either way, once I'm done, I'm back to this. Oh yeah, I never even thought to jump up and try to just whack it. I would yeah, always it, just it, one of the so one of the times that in the beginning where I just kind of let it go and I was like, I'm just going to ignore it. When I didn't know it would like homing and come back to me, I kind of just jumped like, ah, like I, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't able to kind of just get into the charging position enough. And I, I tried it and swung and hit it. So I was like, oh, I can hit these. Oh, I yeah, can see, hit the frogs. Yeah, yeah. See, I didn't know. Yeah. I never, that was the thing, dude. I, I never even, I, again, I didn't even remember that I had the fucking wand until I got to the first boss battle. It never even occurred to me to, to switch to the, yeah. Wand, to the wand outside of I just boss, kept the boss wand battles. purpose like permanently at that point. Yeah, because like, the candy's a... useless, like I said, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I never it never occurred to me to try to whack it. I always I always shot it out of the air. Yeah. I'm saying if I, if I missed it or something, you know, it was close. Sure. Yeah. Fucking a. Okay. Well, yeah. That was that. That it was. It was a really. It was a really, really, really hardcore, well done boss battle. I was fucking really impressed. And you get the explosions on the sprite, and then it fades to black before the slideshow starts. And we start with that same drowsy-looking Nemo. <laughs> yeah, we haven't mentioned that, but like, it's like Nemo in these slideshows always looks the same. He's like, he looks like he just got out of bed, right? Even, even though that's not really the uh, narratively applicable state right. of him in most cases, with the exception of maybe the very first one, you know, or not just, even maybe just, just the, the artwork, first one. But it's great, right. and it, yeah, it's literally just them. Like, we cannot, we can't, if we don't have the space. To do two of these. So uh, he's just sleepy. <laughs> so you get this one, and he's talking to Morpheus, and Morpheus says, How can I ever thank you, Nemo? You saved me and my kingdom. Nemo replies, Don't mention it. I was just keeping my promise to the princess. Morpheus goes, I know. I'll make you the prince of Slumberland. Slumberland. Really? Absolutely. I bet Camille will be thrilled. Wouldn't you, sweetheart? And then it cuts to Nemo and Camille. Camille says, oh, goody. And she just goes into this whole fucking thing. We can play together every day. Uh, we can have picnics in the lollipop forest, explore the taffy swamp. I can teach you magic. Oh, it'll be such fun. And Nemo puts the brakes on that shit right away. He's like, no. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, your land's really wonderful and all, but... Morpheus, but what? Camille says, can't you stay? And Nemo says, well, I kind of promised my mother I'd wake up early every morning. And Morpheus goes, yes, it's important to keep your promises. And Camille gets all extra bitchy. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then <laughs> <laughs> and, and Nemo goes, I better go home now. He's just trying to eject out of this shit after the bad vibes start. And can I come back some other night at least? And Morpheus goes, of course. You can visit every time you dream. 
And Nemo says, great, I'll see you soon. Bye, Camille. And then playing hard to get really makes her flip her script because she takes a second and she goes, wait, Nemo, don't go. And she comes over and she gives Nemo a smooch on his forehead, which Nemo doesn't entirely hate. (laughs) (laughs) Shocker. Yeah. And then we go from that to that lit night sky over NYC thing we saw at the very beginning. And it gives you the same airship passing over across the moon silhouette deal. And then we we get that what's behind you, but the inverse of it. Of it coming down. So they use the same kind of all the artwork, but just give it a different anim- uh, animation. And then it cuts from that to a, the, we get the black card thing and it says, Nemo, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day. And this just, it's, there's a lot of good artwork we've already talked about in this game. This is the best of it by far. It goes, to, it cuts to, Nemo, it's like a full screen deal, and it's Nemo leaning out his open upstairs window at his house, taking in the bright sunny day, and the title theme fires up below it, and the end credits start to roll there across below it. And the end credits are 10 codename credits. They have one game designer, five character designers, one music composer, two programmers, one executive producer, and one special thanks. And then the once all that goes through, the music keeps playing and the end appears in cursive in the blue sky in the top left of the artwork. And you can sit, uh, which is the perfect way to do in-game good artwork uh, on, on a really well-done video game. The music will just play as long as you want it to. And you can just sit and stare at that screen and run and grab your mom, run and grab your brother, <laughs> talk, talk shit to whoever you'd like and show them what you accomplished. Such a good looking game. Sprite art is next level shit. I was shocked at how challenging it was. No kitty bullshit at all. Difficulty front, which is a good thing, of course. Music is off the charts. Capcom, full effect there. And the final boss battle was fucking perfect, man. Except like that one very minor gripe of the no damage feedback. But I mean, that, the candy uselessness. I mean, did either one of us have another gripe besides those two things? I don't think you had any gripes. No. I mean, other than that, yeah, it's kind of just like... Yeah, it's like a fucking perfect video game. It's wild. I can't can't believe it's a kid. And very just like whimsical, but also difficult. Like you need to actually put some effort in and like pay attention to what's happening. You know what I mean? Dude, and so many of the Lord Disciples. Like, I don't know if we've had a... You know, we played Batman and... I don't remember anyone saying shit like this. There were so many comments about like, you know, on the on the boss battle vid, and then just like the some of the artwork towards the end, where people are like, "This game is fucking hard, man. Like, I can't believe you're beating this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, and I don't, I can't, I can't remember a video game where there was that much of that feedback. You know, so I don't know, man. Is this the hardest video game on the Nintendo Entertainment System? I, don't, I, you know. I definitely don't think so. I mean, I certainly not. Certainly not. Even in like the podcast era that we've covered so far, no, there's definitely been harder ones. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like it, it definitely had some moments, but no, to me, in my opinion, nowhere near top level hard. Like 
for sure there were a couple of parts where I was like, oh, he's so I mean, annoying. There, there, are, there are parts I can get why someone remembering experiencing an on OG hardware. Because there are some parts where I save scum my ass off. There's no question about it. That's you know? true. Some of that lava stuff. Annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that lava shit and... Even yeah, some I mean, of the, the mouse stuff, man. I'm telling you, trying to hit the hit the block. The block, yeah. We didn't mention that. That sucked too. The first time I was trying to hit the blocks up in the attic, I was like, "This isn't fucking working." Like, <laughs> Hitbox here, like you got. Yeah, you got to like. Down yeah, ju- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you got exactly. You got to like. You got to hit. You got to have that. You basically got to hit it at the perfect time. Maybe you know I'm spitballing here, but like at the very apex of the jump, so the swing is happening halfway down. To get the yeah, block in between the top, <laughs> the apex of your jump and being on the ground, you know, and yeah, you and and they usually would have those walls in places where shit's fucking with you, you know, yeah. either things things flying yeah. down on you. So yeah, the, that was a frustrating thing too. So yeah, there were there were uh, there were some areas, no question. And you know, some of those times when I had to backtrack and stuff, like, you know, I died doing that too. <laughs> so you know, like having to do that and not just be able to hit load was probably rough. So, you know, I, I can see why maybe that someone would think that. But also um, at the same time, even for me, like the way I played now where the couple times I would miss a key, like even if I went back and died instead of like save stating, I still would have just had only that one key remaining and I could start over from that level and be like, Oh, I, that yeah. You know what? Like, I, yeah. You know I, I never mean? even, so. I never even bothered to let it run out of lives. So I don't even know what happens. You just restart. Yeah, each. I'm assuming you just start for at the beginning of each stage, and you probably have unlimited continues. Is my best guess. Yeah, I don't know. I had a, a lot of lives, so I didn't really. Yeah. Even yeah, while you know, so yeah, never, I, never I, experienced that. <laughs> yeah, I, I had nine by the end of the game too, but that's because I was saves coming. So you know, obviously that would not have been the case. Were we're I not doing so? Um, but yeah, I'm guessing there's no way it doesn't have unlimited continues, right? There's no way. There's no, no way it doesn't have unlimited continues. <laughs> There's just no way. I hope not. If it, if it is, by all means, weigh in, disciples, and tell us how uh, fucking impossible this game would have been then. <laughs> I mean, but to me, did I have fun? Yes. Would I recommend it to someone else? Yes. Would I play it again, like, with a remastered version, like an upgra- upgraded, updated? I would it, 100%. It, considering there's a movie coming, is it even vaguely possible that's not the case? Okay. <sighs> It's got to be happening. There's just no way. I would love that. I hope so. I, I, can they? Can, can they even? Can they? I'm assuming they have an Aquaman movie. Anyways, can they even make a Jason Momoa movie without a video game? Also, <laughs> is it possible? I don't know. I don't know. But Little Nemo. I mean, come on now. Like I, 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 I think they can do it, and I would love it. Somebody make it happen. If you're not VR, <laughs> I'd I'd play it in VR if you give me oh, a VR. Can you imagine? Oh, that would be really cool. Night Nightmare King battle in VR. Oh, badass. That'd Absolutely badass. I'm telling you, we gotta get we we gotta we gotta get a fucking stable of VR developers for these situations. That we'll just start our own studio. We'll we'll be the executive. Right, that's what I'm saying. We'll we we still our, we still creatives we ha- around us. That that zoom and that zoom and VR thing is is a billion dollar idea. Dude, we gotta get that going. We gotta right. get that going. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, well, I don't think either one of us said it specifically, but I think it's kind of obvious. It's definitely a double blessing here. There's no way to argue it. I don't think. Yes. So that is that. Next up is GamePro 14. You can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided whatever dumbest company that serves up your pottery. Please rate and leave positive shit for the podcast on that podcast platform of choice or any other for that matter. The website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash ISOHpod. 
can email us directly at ishpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod on Facebook and or Instagram. There is a link to the YouTube gameplay videos playlist in the show notes. There's the ISOH subreddit if you want to get down with us on Reddit. And we don't have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and like to do so in our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that is cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. There are t-shirts on the website. They're dope, and proceeds on those after pot expenses go to Able Gamers. We're rocking them. Jay, what's your socials? Gentleman JB without the second E is my gamer tag. That's where you see me on the socials when I'm when I'm available, when I'm around. But feel free to invite me to a game. Let me know who you are. Let's do it. I am on Twitter at Josh Fullen. On Instagram at my shift key is broke. And my Oculus tag is my shift key is broke as well. See you and Demio on Thursday. Woo. Okay, bye. Bye.